0: Jared and RJ from Grand Water South.
1: This is the Criterion Creeps podcast. I'm Jarrett Duncan. He's Jarrett. And we're just two guys who have no other choice and able to creep our way through the Criterion Collection one spine number at a time in order of release. This week, we're out of breath from all that sex we're having what? as we watch spine 408 in the Criterion Collection, Jean-Luc Godard's Breathless from 1960. But first, RJ, I got to... A top top hat update
2: <laughs> you do you saw top hat man again
1: uh, today a mirror wow. <clears throat> like four hours ago. oh wow. um waiting in line at Tim horton's uh but so he wasn't wearing the flannel, but okay. the top hat was there. Okay. He, he also had a cane a shillelagh? no not a sh- not a not a shillelagh? Not a shillelagh? Uh, no that's just, a cane a, it's a shillelagh.
2: It's a it's an Irish king.
1: Yeah, I don't know if this is for walking. Oh, oh dear. Oh dear. so What do you think now? What okay, what,
2: what was he wearing for a top?
1: So top? he he was just wearing like a maybe like a dress shirt, but like the sort of shirt they sell at Tip Top, or you Tip Top still around? I'm not sure. It might be. Might be. Uh, tucked what in the pants. Tucked tucked into his pants. Uh, slacks. They were slacks. Cords, but there's no jacket to go along with this, and again, it's like, oh boy, top hat and a cane. Talk about a night out on a town. Was he wearing cords like corduroy pants? I don't, I don't, I don't think so. You don't recall? I don't recall, officer.
2: I I, I cannot recall. I I can't, I can't
1: can't describe the suspect.
2: I can't recall. I I suffer from blackouts, um, so I, I cannot recall. No, interesting. Did you and you didn't approach him? No. If you see him a third time, are you going to approach him? I, I bet
1: you'd be proud, though, that he's being discussed on an internationally recognized podcast.
2: Or globally recognized shirt. I know. Not just international, global.
1: Global. 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 So what's the difference?
2: Well, one of them sounds better. Okay. International I, sounds well, like the like, us in Pakistan, I, I, but global I, is like the I, entire world. You know what I mean? Even though Pakistan's probably like what, what,
1: a lot of people. Is, what a like, way to throw Pakistan under the bus there. Well, I just mean it would be like, someone say
2: international. What is that, Canada and Pakistan? Because I feel like Canada and Pakistan just well, kind of fit is, in the same ball this, this,
1: this is the weasel word that uh, artists would use on CVs. Uh, they would call themselves internationally shown artists. And you're like, what does that mean? And you go, oh, um, there's been showing in like the U.S. That's it.
2: That? I, I had a showing in Sweetgrass one time. Exactly, uh, sweet. Well, see, that's what I mean. That's why, that's why global, I think, sounds better. Because I mean, we're far-reaching,
1: pal. Oh. Well, global is still being accurate statements. Like, yeah, I'm, I've been globally shown where sweet grass. Or you know, global could just be my hometown. It's, a, it's part yeah, glo- of the globe. Yeah, global is equally meaningless.
2: What about internationally global?
1: What about worldly?
2: Worldly? What about Mister Worldwide? Have you I, ever said
1: that? No, but I know. Uh, okay. What about Mr. Universe? Mr. Universe is pretty good. Mr. Yeah. Universe is pretty good. Get, gotta get jacked though. You jacked? Well, I am. Me. Oh,
0: I never, I never, I so never, I
1: never look at you when we talk. I'm, I'm busy. Uh, this Google surfing and finding, finding links, uh, keeping this? up on the news, keeping. Um, see this? Keep staying in the loop. You see this? Uh, you're flexing. I'm assuming based on these sounds. Yeah, I had my
2: whole shirt off for a second. You didn't even see any of that. I, I, I did not. And now you yeah. can't do anything. I, about I can't that even
1: either. I can't confirm nor deny.
2: Yeah, what are you gonna do? Rewind the tape? Not on my life. That's right.
1: There is no tape. Well, uh,
2: is there no video being recorded? Nope. Oh, check this out.
1: Oh no! Ah, the penis. Oh. Hey, I
2: heard uh, wean pics are rampant nowadays. How many wean pics have you well, sent? What is
1: this? Yeah, you, you were talking about. I just read this. on the
2: internet. It said Where?
1: Uh, Where did you read this on the internet?
2: Listen, buddy, if uh, if I give up my source. Uh, is, this, is this
1: like. They're
2: uh... not safe anymore. <laughs> okay. All I heard was that on the internet, there is a global trend for Canadian men to be showing their penises. Oh, shit. Specifically Canadians. Hmm. So, all I got to ask is when's the last time you've looked?
1: Dick Picks. Are you Canada? Googling this? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to look it up. Dick Picks Canada. Oh
2: my. Do you have um, any idea what your targeted ads are going to be
1: like? Why, for se- while? why? Why? This is from Canadian okay. Why sending unsolicited dick pics should be a criminal ellipsis?
2: Well, I. I Dick feel like I'd Have to Etsy agree.
1: Canada. Let's look at the. Oh, I can't even look at the what news. About so- what about Google- solicited is- ones? See, I don't know what you're talking about. This isn't well, even news. Well, you know what? Let's just say I know a guy. Okay. And that guy is Jarrett. Oh dear, that's just not true.
2: No, I was just wondering. I I didn't know. You know, some people go like a whole day without even looking at their penis.
1: Like I can believe
2: that. Yeah. But some people look at it too much, I think. That's possible too. Which side of that coin do you want to be on? Too much or not enough?
1: Hey, RJ, we got emails next week. Do we? Females?
2: Uh, not yet. Would you uh, state not what the ba- male bag is at currently? Uh, one. Oh, tremendous! What's so it's one more than we had last
1: week. That's no same one that we had like weeks ago. Well,
2: that's one more than we had last week.
1: When I say something, you have um, to go with it. Kim mentioned the other day that uh, the one thing that she feels lacking on the podcast uh, is the lack of RJ recipes. You tell her that if she feels like uh, you've been dropping the ball on that front. You know what? I think we could all agree. It used to be a regular occurrence. Now it's like nothing.
2: I think if anyone thinks I'm lacking, they come here and they say it to me.
1: The the
2: riverbed is just dried up. So you meet me at the overpass at midnight and we'll, we'll handle this like mature adults. How's that sound? You ever <laughs> been to the overpass? Uh,
1: sure. At some point. I'm, I well, you meet me, you and Kim me even, there at midnight. perhaps I've even driven over the overpass.
2: Yeah. I, I believe you have. Which
1: one? There's a few, <laughs> uh,
2: the one, uh, close to the high schools and stuff to get to the North
1: side. Oh, that one. Yeah. That bridge is like, yeah, that's like the gummo overpass.
2: Exactly. You meet me there at midnight, and we'll we'll sort this this uh, okay. business out. Yeah. We'll, we'll sort this out once and for all. You know that metal fencing. Oh yes.
1: I'm gonna take your face and use it like a cheese grater.
2: You're gonna do what? What? Can you say that again for the uh for the lawyers? Nah. Um. It's it's recorded. Well, I I, I actually I've been uh I've been getting up a little bit earlier and making some pretty artisan sandwiches for work. Someone at work the other day was like, Oh my God. They're like, Where do you have the time for that? I was like, I don't know. I was like, it's not that much work. I was like, I just get up ten minutes earlier. They're like, you make them in the morning? I was like, Yeah, shit's gonna what? get soggy if I make Well, I mean, I get oh, it. Yeah. Like, people are busy. Like what I was putting on the sandwich, it, gotten... it would have gotten it'd be like a soggy ass mess. Uh if I didn't make it like a couple hours before I was gonna eat it. Cause look at this. I was making these turkey sandwiches, right? Uh Uh-huh. That's your first mistake. No, I love turkey. Turkey is my number one snack. Like, deli turkey. Thumbs down. Slamming that shit in. But, okay, well, we'll just listen to the rest of the sandwich. You could substitute ham if you wanted. I know you're a big ham boy. Mm. So, I got turkey and bacon. uh, And then I had um, sprouts and tomato and hot sauce. Cause I like a little hot sauce on there, and uh, shredded carrot.
1: Jared, was is it, was my is secret no, weapon on there. No, no uh, <laughs> garlic aioli or something on there.
2: No, no, all the hot sauce, but uh, yeah, the sprouts and the sh- shredded carrot, which gives the illusion that I'm. What kind I, of hot I sauce? Really hot. we get Frank's Buffalo hot sauce.
1: See, you know Buffalo uh, Frank's. I find it a little too creamy. Yeah, that's what I. Well, it's
2: good on a sandwich though. You know what yeah. I mean? That's We have, like, like, six kinds of hot I like sauce.
1: The, I I prefer the vinegary side of uh, the, the Frank's spectrum.
2: Well, uh, well, it is a spectrum. Uh, we have, like, a bunch of hot sauces. It depends on what we're eating. Like, uh, if we're doing tacos or eggs, I prefer Valentina's. Have you ever had okay. Valentina's? Sure have.
1: I like that for tacos and eggs. The, the, uh, what I like about it is it's really cheap. Used yeah,
2: to anyway. it is. Yeah, but it it is really good on tacos and eggs. Sometimes I do. Here's another thing for uh, Kim. I do make uh some quick breakfast sometimes. I think I mentioned this before. A uh, muffin tray, whisk up like 10 eggs and then I cut up a bunch of ham, shred it up a bunch of cheese. What, what,
1: what do you do with the other 2 eggs? I eat them raw. raw. Nice.
2: Uh and then some cheese, some ham. You bake them into little muffin, guys. Like that. I think I threw spinach in one time because Andrew was like, you should eat healthy. And I was like, all right, I'll put one spinach leaf in one muffin tin. That's right. I was like, the rest are for me, baby. Uh, yeah, that thing. Really quick breakfast. And uh little Valentina's hot sauce. Ooh. Oh, Bellissimo.
1: Italian. Bellissimo.
2: So that was good. My sandwich was good, too. And uh, tomorrow, I ran out of turkey, but... Uh, on the weekend on sunday i'm a big fan of sunday dinner i really like to make something worthwhile i made a meatloaf
1: Jarrett. oh the e-coli type
2: yes yeah i know a lot of people it's their most hated of all loaves but uh i really i I like a good meatloaf uh,
1: as opposed to like what banana loaf
2: ah banana loaf pumpkin loaf uh loaf loaf loaf
1: loaf what about barn
2: Barn loaf, some have said, is at the bottom of that tier as well. Many say. Many have said, um but tomorrow I'm gonna have meatloaf sandwich.
1: I don't know if you're aware, Jay. You uh, my reference with my reference to uh, meatloaf, oh, a barn loaf.
2: What is meatloaf rampant for E. coli? Oh, there's
1: there's a headline currently at this very moment. Meatloaf likely source of Calgary daycare E. coli outbreak as shared kitchen oh. charged.
2: Yeah, but that's like their meatloaf, man.
1: Ripped from the headlines. That's not RJ. my meatloaf, though. Uh, wow, allegedly, my,
2: my meat wolf is pristine worldwide.
1: Yeah, it's worldwide, Jared. Yeah. world. It's is it internet? Is it global? It is.
2: It's global. Is what I'm saying. No, Frendo. Um, what was I saying? Uh. Yeah, so I'm going to have a meatloaf sandwich tomorrow, which is just hamburger and bread, but uh, it looks fancy. People are going to say, wow, that's fancy. And I'll say, yeah, it is. I'm kind of a fancy guy. <laughs> uh, I do have a reputation, though, for having fancy sandwiches because uh, Andrea sometimes makes me Italian subs to uh, take the loaf, uh, mm-hmm. take the loaf, take to work. Loaf? Loaf. Sounds like someone's got loaf on the mind. <laughs> someone's got a loaf on the brain
1: Lo- loaf loaf loaf. <laughs> loaf 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 loaf
2: loaf loaf uh that does require some assembly on site because there's banana peppers and then there's sub sauce which uh you cannot put that on ahead of time even 10 minutes before you're gonna eat it that sandwich is done buddy
1: fucking so, disgusting
2: uh, yeah so uh that that is uh that is a uh a treat that i get maybe maybe once every month or two but um yeah, that one's got to be assembled on site. Yeah. What, uh, uh, we'll put this out to Kim there. What What kind of recipes does she want? She wants sweet or
1: savory? Uh, I think I think she might be seeking something savory. Savory? Oh. Have you ever heard of meatloaf before? Um, Kim isn't the biggest fan of ground beef.
2: Well, she's going to hate my spaghetti recipe.
1: Ooh. <laughs> It's a good
2: one, too. You know what I do with my meatloaf? I, I cube cheese, and I stick the little cheese cubes in there, and it's just like a pocket full of cheese. It's like, bam.
1: Yeah. You know, um, my coworker, Dylan, uh, heard you oh, describing yeah. that, and he said it was, uh, was fucking disgusting. You should be ashamed yeah, of well, yourself.
2: Yeah, well, I mean. That's
1: best to paraphrase.
2: All I'd say is you say something like that. It says more about you than it does about me. hmm You know what I mean? Am I an easy target? Yeah. So uh, hey, uh, hey, I
1: need an interpretation, RJ. Yeah. Um, I got it. So, uh, Sugarhead, he's been bugging me about my football picks, but yes. he never he never tells me how I'm doing. Oh. oh. <laughs> uh,
2: okay, wait. Do you want me here? I'll pull it up here. I'll see because I am. Well, all I, I a... know,
1: all I know is so this is now three weeks, and this one actually was a day early, which I appreciate. Not <laughs> four hours after the first game has been played. Uh, yeah, um, that, that's upsetting, but. But uh I think on week one so he what he, what he's doing is he's putting two dollar wagers on my picks. Mm-hmm. and uh I think we had first the return on a two dollar wager, if all the if all the calls came in would be a ninety-eight thousand dollar return.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm. Do you think uh, he pocketed that? The, the, I I he's not saying. Okay. Um but The following week was a mere $72,000 and change. Mm -hmm. But uh, today, today, uh, my picks, all 16, uh, the the return on a $2 wager would be $961,000. Yeah, of course. So I'm like, wow, I didn't realize it could go that high. I mean, oh, there, of course, are are my picks that outlandish? I don't know. Well, I, I
2: think I think what it is is that it's the assumption that all sixteen of those picks actually right. goes. But,
1: but see, every week I've chosen has been it's the same methodology. I know. Of, what would I do don't other know other anything. I, I don't know anything. That that's yeah. that's the reality of it. Okay. But what's why this week? Is it so, are my picks that bad? I think it's just what's is, is it because it, of like is it because as the last two I'm not sure how these things go. The last two weeks have revealed how their the performances of these team are going to be. Now there's based on how, like the recent season, not yeah overall.
2: There's a so I'm not a big NFL boy, however. Uh, I am in an office pool, and it's like a pick 'em each week where it's like you just pick the winners. A win is a point, a loss is zero. And there's like 30-some people in it, and right now I'm in like fourth or so. So like uh, last mm-hmm. week I got 10, 10 points. So uh, out of the 16 games, six of them I didn't get right. But what you have here is actually very, very close to what I picked. Now here's the two, three things I noticed. Um The Jets, I think, are going to be a hard sell. I think Kansas City is probably heavily favored in that game. I think that's one. I
1: think I I I vaguely remember this from last time.
2: Yeah. But I think the Jets is a hard sell. And I think the Raiders and the LA Chargers game is a little bit up there. Uh, Ravens over the Browns. Browns just had a hot wing, uh, like a hot game. So they might be in there. And then the only other one. Which I also picked. I picked the Buffalo Bills as well, because I think Buffalo is a real sweetheart team. However, they're going up against Miami, which I know you don't follow football, but they just won a game last weekend uh, 70 points to 10. Now, I don't know if you know NFL, Jarrett.
1: Isn't, but... isn't its is it seven? to
2: score to score 70 points in a single game the uh i think they tied the record or something or to beat the record they just had to kick a field goal and they were in field goal range and they actually took a knee they decided they said you know what we won't go for the highest scoring single game uh of all time uh out of respect or something (laughs) but uh to score yes, 70 points seems, in a single that, game that, is,
1: that seems like a bizarre choice, honestly. Unbelievable. That seems yeah, like something, it. Is. That seems like the sort of choice that someone from Florida would make.
2: Yeah, it, it was uh, it was very bizarre because they were in field goal range. They could have kicked the field goal and then had the the all-time record for most points by a team in a single game, and uh, they decided not to go for it. They just took a knee, which uh, was a little bit bizarre. But the, I think... So I think Buffalo's a real sweetheart team, but I also... I think the the Dolphins have some surprises in there. So I think it's because of that game last week and you put the Bills on top of it. I think that's maybe why uh, it's so hot. But I, I'm with you. I think, I think Buffalo's got that game, especially because Miami just scored 70 fucking points in the game.
1: <laughs> they're all tired out.
2: Yeah, they're going to be exhausted. They had like the third and fourth string guys in there. They got no bench now. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't, who, are uh, they,
1: who, who are they playing? Uh,
2: the Denver Broncos,
1: <laughs> the Denver Broncos, uh, the Denver
2: uh, Broncos. Oh, well, I know. I is always wanted to own Homer. the Dallas Cowboys.
1: Yeah. I uh, got to get the next best thing,
2: mm-hmm. uh, which the problem. Marge, with the Broncos you
1: just wouldn't understand
2: is, uh, yes, exactly. The problem with the Broncos is, uh, the coaching, the management and the, the quarterback <laughs> who was a really big, de- <laughs> the coaching, the management, the team, it's all bad. But uh, the quarterback was a really big deal a couple of years ago. And as soon as he went to Denver, he's like won like one game in like three years. It's like, it's the biggest like collapse of a career I've seen in like recent years. It's, it's um, unbelievable.
1: That's business, baby. That's business. Uh, Russell
2: Wilson. Uh, if, uh, if you're interested, hey, there was commercials who, about him. even.
1: Who would Jean-Luc Godard's pick be if he was still alive? Who, who uh, between he'd, Miami he'd, and Buffalo? Uh, well, wow. for for all of it, for the Super Bowl. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Who's Jean-Luc Godard's lock of the, Jean of Luke? the year? Jean-Luc?
2: No. Jean-Luc's lock of the year? I feel like you would pick a team that has, a, like, a silent strongness. Do you know what I mean? Like, not too showy. Okay, I'm going to call it right now. Jean-Luc Godard's lock of the year, Philadelphia Eagles.
1: Okay.
2: Fly, Eagles, fly. Is the Jean-Luc oh. lock. Okay. Oh. So let's go with that or buffalo beautiful is there a sweetheart team
1: there you go you know what i mean so That's yeah right.
2: your uh your picks this week were actually very close to my picks
1: well if they all come through someone's gonna be very rich do you think
2: you'll put any of that into the patreon
1: i think i think he said two bucks would definitely what, a month? Uh,
2: or just a one time
1: just one time
2: oh okay
0: okay
1: yeah. a nice tip okay.
0: yeah shit yeah okay okay yeah, shit, all
2: right, shit. Hey, uh, the uh, burglars haven't uh, come back. They haven't set off my elaborate trap yet. That you know of. No, if they come back, I'll know, buddy, uh-huh. I'll know. Got the bear bells, got my elaborate eaves trough buckets. Hey, what about Nothing the kitty? What's the
1: what's the kitty update?
2: Okay, kitty update. Uh, We have been now able to pet the kitty. Oh. Where before it was too scared and it would run away. But it, uh, kitty's so food motivated. Uh, we put down some, uh, some good wet food or something and, uh, they'll let us pet him. Okay. We, I, I still think it's a boy, but it's actually, it's probably a girl cat. So, uh, we can pet him and, uh, we put a little carrier out there with like a towel inside and like a towel on top, uh, so he can stay warm because it's getting kind of cold at night, Jared.
1: Mm. Starting to drop.
2: Yeah. I don't know. Like, uh, we, we, we do really like this kitty. He's very nice uh it's just our our one cat is so territorial that uh when she sees him in or them in the window she fucking boozes it and she she takes it out on the other cat, so it's like uh, uh. well
1: hey but maybe uh the other cat needs a teammate um yeah
2: can... i I know, but yeah, I think uh Hazel would have a heart attack if we brought another cat into this house just out of sheer uh anger, but <laughs> Uh I think I mentioned I have found a uh, a nice home for this kitty. It's just we're trying to build enough trust that uh it'll actually like it's getting pet now and it goes in it sleeps in that carrier at night, so one day we'll just kind of while it's in there maybe try to sneak out and just close the carrier door <laughs> and then uh it's off to a new home, which I'll feel sad i I will feel sad for him to be gone, but uh he can't live in our backyard when it's minus forty in December. It's too cold for a kitten. You know what I mean? Chilly. It's far too cold. So that's my cat update. We're getting closer. We're getting very, very close. Yeah.
0: Hey, so I'm going through
2: my creep over list. I I did have an interaction this week, but I can't remember what it was, but I remember it was weird, Uh, but I'll try to think of it. So I'm building my list and I noticed this weird thing that I did kind of like unintentionally. I have like two lines that lead into two other lines of movie posters and the first two lines are just like close-ups of faces or heads. So like every movie poster is like a close-up of a face or a head. And I didn't really realize that. But then I noticed the next line is like uh all of the movies have um red font in them. Okay. I'm going to send you a picture because it's like this weird thing happened and I'm just like so there's like close-ups of heads <laughs> and then I have or it's close-ups of heads and then one of the heads has a red font on the poster and then uh and then it's just red font posters and i was like i was like was this intentional did i do this without realizing that i did like because i was just like oh yeah look at that pattern and i didn't realize but now i feel obligated to watch these to keep this list uh um like to keep it kind of streamlined do you know what i mean do you, am I crazy, or is it like, is it just heads,
1: and then it's red text? Oh, I see. White text, white text, white for text, white text. For the heads. White text. And
2: then it moves in for, like, the head oh. posters, the posters of just a head. Oh, I see. And then I it see. moves and into then
1: posters then that are, are just, just red text. Red, red, red. Well, uh, Jerusalem has mm-hmm. got white with red. And Single then... one. scooby or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, that's white with some red. Yeah, and then how how is how is this October built you got on there. On the well that one that one's not in there. But the head thing
2: so we have like Killer clowns black box wilding the sadness black phone I forgot, pearl I about
1: black phone.
2: Yeah, that's on a uh, crave. Ah. and see in the middle man is Pope's exorcist, which is a close up of a head with red text now would i be like is it my autism kicking in (laughs) that's making me do this or should i just watch these however i feel or should i keep this because
1: it seems special do whatever you want man yeah i know i just do i have autism um well are you excited for next week yeah i am actually Sunday fast approaches yeah, I am pick because pick up, uh, up your heels, abandon all other responsibilities, and then people go, "Hey, what about this?" I go, "Nah, I'm good." I I got I say I got this
2: thing with posters that are heads and and red text. Yeah, I, where's I'm, the where's busy. the
1: monsters on your list? That's some green it's, text.
2: No, it's, this isn't the full list. This is just okay. the few rows that are. um I got gotcha. you. Uh, I got monsters on here. I got monsters. Nope. Which unfortunately is like two and a half hours. Oh, I, I got like, I got lots of other stuff on here. That's just the, uh, that's just the weird pattern that I noticed at the bottom of the list, the bottom third. Uh, yeah. monsters is on here, buddy. Don't worry about monsters, Right. Monsters Mun- is on there. Yeah. Do you want me to send you the the rest of it so you can be aware of what's going on?
1: And if you want to, okay. um, but yeah, like you said, RJ, the weather's taking a bit of a turn. But I, I'm a fan. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Well, no, th- I mean this is yours and my like ideal weather, I believe, right?
1: Yeah. yeah. Very short lived. And Then it goes to shit. And then it goes we're, to shit. Where it's so cold it hurts. Hmm. You know.
2: Do you uh do you have winter tires for your vehicle? No. No. Never. And have. you're you're
1: okay. Yeah, I've been well, driving. I, dri- I need driving a, driving a long need time. time.
2: My truck's only 200 pounds with me in it. So, <laughs> wow. slid sliding and sliding all over should, the place. You should work on that. Hey, oh, I got,
1: next, uh, yeah. oh, you don't watch Possum? You won't like that at all.
2: Oh no, no. Okay, well, I remember. I remember you had watched it, and you're just like, I remember you're like, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember if you thought I well, would or not, but no, it, it's on Shutter. Is why I threw it on oh, here.
1: I, be, I bet it is. Yeah. yeah. you... You won't care for it. So possum's Um, a no-go. Yeah, cut just that that's the bottom of your list. Okay. Well,
2: possum and bad things, apparently. Bad things was another shutter one, but apparently it's not good.
1: So Yeah. Hmm. But maybe
2: I don't watch that.
1: Ooh, the willies. It's on Tubi. Oh yeah, Cry Havoc with with, Also uh, on uh, not uh, Charles Bronson.
2: Ron Ron Bronzy or whatever his name is. John Bronzy. Uh yeah, that's also on Tubi. Tubi's oh,
1: so many lodge. of these are on Tubi. What the, lo- the lodge?
2: Well, that's uh, Shudder and um, on Prime what? or something.
1: You've never seen Creep? No, I haven't. What? Oh, can we get to? So I, movie? I well,
2: movie? well, I like to because I'm because of my mild autism. I do like to have um, the first movie have Creep in the title. So I was gonna do Creep this year and then creep 2 next year uh, to be the, the the lead off.
1: Uh, it's it's better to watch this, it's get them both
2: done. Do you, do so. you recommend one right into the other or like one yeah. wait yeah,
1: a you week? Can, you can watch them right into one another, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I okay. like those I mean it's been a while. Uh I, most, I, I, most people do. I, I like those creeps. Yeah. Most people do I've
2: heard, I've heard a lot of people say that they uh that they like the creep movies.
1: Yeah, I think you'll like I think you'll like that creep.
2: I think so. No. Yeah.
1: Taking out Deborah Logan. Is this uh to so, find out is Jarrett wrong?
2: And uh what your what was your take that it was better than people said it was? Or uh, that it was worse than people said it was. Oh I think
1: I I think it's atrocious. I think it's yeah. a, a I think it's an example of how bad found footage it can be.
2: Yeah. No. I do have a mix, like that was one that I was like, uh I, I honestly I I kinda have an for found footage and the reason. Is because of how good Hell House was last year. Right, and I was just like, yeah. man, I, I I was like, because we've talked about this before, but like, good found footage is so good that I was like, I'm I'm trying to get that back, and I got Hell House three on here, which I don't think is that good, no. or not supposed to be, but uh, I also know Hell House four, uh, as you pointed out, is a uh, a Shutter <laughs> uh, pickup for the for the month. So,
1: oh, I, that wasn't me.
2: Oh, I thought you posted that. In no, the I, I believe
1: I believe that was friend of the show. Oh, okay. okay. I could I'm be wrong. you guys up. Oh, my God. Yeah. What a, what, that's a real insult to Ryan Nagel.
2: Oh, that was the friend of the show? Well, so. sometimes I... when you guys post that stuff at work, I'm, uh, no, it I'm was, not really... it was you. <laughs> no, dude, I... <laughs> it was you! It was you! <laughs> like I don't remember what we did I, don't, I knew, you know.
1: knew. I knew it wasn't me, and I was just like, "Oh, it was probably good." But no, it was you all along. Well, I posted. Dear. I posted. I posted the screenshot of Elijah Wood in Toxic Avenger. Which, oh,
2: uh... Well, see, they were they were like one yeah. after the other, right? That's yeah. why I forgot. I think I posted that. It was like in the like if you check the timestamp, it was probably like seven a.m. a.m. or something. I was probably on the toilet like right when I woke up. <laughs> as
1: one is would you not when, go when I, you I, wake up? One Well, one one in the mornings. <laughs> yeah. When you're movie scoops
2: scrolling the. <laughs> Yeah, the movie scoops and hitting it on the mm-hmm. the Discord poops and stuff like that.
1: No. Yeah. yeah. Hey, uh, speaking of Discord, R J. Oh, what's that? Why wow, it's one of the fastest growing social media platforms in the world today. Not the a. Oh, okay. it's platform. not the anymore. It's 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 got some competition, I think, out there. With what Tumblr? You ever heard about this hot new site called X? Oh. <laughs> I I, know, I couldn't help but notice uh, Sugarhead was sharing some. Uh, some X material. Some X, some X uh, posts. And I went, oh, yeah. boy. Big musky. Well,
2: I mean, it is the, uh, I think the lingering desire for it to be Twitter still keeps people on there.
1: Uh, well, um, for me, like, I have to go on there for uh, wrestling gifts. That, oh, that's, yeah. That's where that's they are. on threads? No. I don't even open threads. I forgot about threads.
2: Yeah. I, I post on there. There's no engagement but there's very little engagement on our Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter. I'm not going to call it X. There's very little engagement on our Twitter as well, except for one person, which actually reminds me, I should post our thing. I was going to also post that pissing in the sink thing for uh, the Wednesday dudes. That's probably the best one, right?
1: No, you just keep posting it. Yeah, I do have
2: the other pictures I have of this movie is something about telling them to shut up because the French are cowards, uh, that the French are dumb. Uh, And being sad, I think the piss one's probably the best.
1: But we're on Discord. Well, what's that? We're we're on Discord, RJ. For a dollar on Patreon, give us a buck. For as low
2: as a dollar.
1: Yeah, and you can find out scoops like the president of Capcom saying video game prices are too low. That is, that's (laughs) such horseshit. They could always I mean, be more. They could always be the, more.
2: The Capcom games do get very, very low. Like a lot of those uh, Resident Evil games are like uh, the ones that have been out for a couple of years. They're like, they go as low as like 20, 20 or 30 bucks, which is pretty good. But uh, that is because they're like three years old. So. Yeah. For a guy like me, that's gold, baby.
1: Gold. You, can find, you can find out how uh, Peter Cushing was a big mini fig boy.
2: Do you have any uh, Cushing picks in your uh, creep?
1: I don't yet. No, no. Let's take a look here. Better do it. You right gotta now. have at least
2: one Cushing. Cush? One. Uh, well, you don't have to, but like you, I I find it's nice to try to have like a Peter Cushing, a Christopher Lee. We'll see and see what's a left. Brad Dourif. I do have one Brad Dourif right now. Okay. Well,
1: I guess I damn. I still haven't watched uh, Frankenstein and the Monster from Hell. Is that
2: the rape one? Uh, or are they all... Is that all of them? They're probably all the There's not...
1: Again, these hammer whores. I know. Not know. good. Not I good. think I have the Wolfman ones. Oh, I think I've
2: finished Dracula and Frank, but maybe I'm wrong. The
1: Abominable Snowman of the Himalayas. That would, uh, yeah. that would work in a jiffy. I think I have, like... I,
2: Monster... Well, yeah, all those I haven't seen, but like I was just trying to do the mainline monsters, and I think I have all, but maybe there's one Dracula left, and all of the Frankenstein's, maybe one Frankenstein. You know,
1: so these these shithouse movies sometimes start blurring because I swear yes. I've seen I've seen Mad Mouse before from 1974, but nope, and well, I'm pretty sure I probably own that in some collection with like a Vincent Price. So yeah, best I get, I'll put it on the list. See what happens.
2: There was one of those two where I was looking and it was like it was one of the Hammer Frankensteins or Draculas and I was like I've seen that and then I didn't have it logged and I was like seems bizarre
1: but then of course there's The Creeping Flesh.
2: Oh yes. That could be your uh kickoff movie because it's got creep in the title.
1: You've never seen The Creeping Flesh?
2: No, maybe I'll have that as my kickoff title next next Already year. Francis yeah. I'm saving well, these things that have creep in them for the for the kick-off. on the list.
1: I'm gonna have a bunch of Peter Cushing now. Okay, because you like to paint minis.
2: Hey, you, yeah, I mean, I think that's cool. Any Christopher Lee's?
1: Any oh, okay. Brad Dourif's? No. Why not? You like Brad Dourif, don't you? I and do, but I, that's your those are those are your gimmicks.
2: I mean, I just like watching him. I think he's a fun guy. The fun guy. Do you have any Russell Crowe movies? I not yet. Okay, well, the Pope's exorcisms on Crave. Okay, you can check that
1: out. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Well, RJ, yeah, what you been, uh, what you been creeping on this Cheat. week? The Wire. Y-
2: yes, The Wire, a prestige oh, you, you, cop. Another, shit. another,
1: pres- another prestige. Uh, another prestige cop. Uh, show. Po- police show from the two thousands.
2: Yeah, some would say. The second best proceed uh, uh uh prestige police procedural. Some would say the first. Uh yeah, I didn't watch anything and I've just been kinda like uh I beat that game Dying Light and uh the online copy that I bought on on a sale it came with its uh DLC where it's just like you're out in the countryside and you you get doom buggies. <laughs> And you're just driving doom, buggy, <clears throat> doom buggies around. So I've been kind of messing around with that. <laughs>
1: like Charles Manson.
2: Just like Charles Manson. Well, it's like. So the game was like a parkour game and you'd like jump over zombies' heads. And then the, the DLC is just like you're in a doom buggy and now you're just driving through fucking houses and like breaking down walls and driving through zombies. And I was like, this is fun. Little, uh, <laughs> little add on. I was like, this, this is fun. Although the, the car is uncontrolled it goes so fast you're just like smashing like you're smashing through houses and shit and you're just like uh oh Mm-mm. so but uh good fun like uh not like the games i usually play which are mentally challenging cuz mm-hmm. i like a challenge Jared. i see i see yeah uh so uh i didn't uh do that what was i going to say oh uh i did watch a there was i logged a true crime thing which looks like i rewatched it however it's a season two, but it's still loggable on Letterboxd, Jared. Oh, shit. You know that old game, hey?
1: Yeah, until, uh, until it's not.
2: Until it's not. So uh, it's a season two of the thing called Murdoch uh, Mysteries, which is uh, in uh, Justin Peterson's Neck of the Woods. Right. Uh, the, the, the I remember, Carolinas.
1: yeah, this, um, I it think you, big... when you, when you watch season one, I think like the actual year trial ago. wrapped up. It was going on. Yeah, like, it was, like, I think, but I think when you brought it up on the podcast, just in the news, it was, like, oh, yeah, he, he was just uh, convicted.
2: Yeah, well, and the thing, the thing, too, is, like, the the first season, the first three episodes was, like, like, it's got a big history going back years, but, like, it was all coming to a head, and then, like, right when you were watching it, it was, like, it was, like, Papa Murdaugh is on trial next week, and it was, like, oh, shit. Yeah. Or, like, this is, a very, like, current. Like, I had no idea, like, I like I knew like based on what was going on. I was like, yeah, this is like common or like present day, but I didn't realize it was like, oh, this happened like within the last couple of months. I was it, like, That's it, kind it, of fucking crazy.
1: They, they haven't even let it sit out and uh, cool off, you know, on the Mm-mm. on the on the window ledge. For yeah, a, so for a hobo to snatch away.
2: Yeah, so that first season dropped during his like trial and stuff, and the second season like it is the trial. Uh, so it's like kind of just showing like. I guess the resolution of it. And it's just like, well, it was like, this is what was happening as that first one came out. It was, it was okay. Like it's a, it is an interesting, like true, true crime story, but uh, yeah, I don't know. There's not much more to it than that. You know what I mean? You know what I mean, bro? I, I hear you. So there's that, which is cool. Uh, all right, let's get down to the shield. And this is it. Are you ready? So all the people out there who've never seen The Shield, you mm-hmm. might want to skip 20
1: minutes, as this is the final season well, I, I think I The feel Shield. Like, I feel like it goes a lot longer than 20 minutes.
2: I mean, it might. It might.
1: So, Jarrett, as is you it. know... This is This is the end of an era. It.
2: This is the end of the road. And this is where I, I can... I kind of explained a while ago, but this is where Amazon Prime really fucked me over in the season finale of... the series finale of this show because they uh they fucked up uh the episodes in the the last episode which is bizarre but uh, I'll get there. So as you remember in the last season, Shane is buddying up with the Armenians because he uh he he came clean that he he needed uh Lamb. He did he dropped that plasma grenade and uh he can Ronnie and Vic are like they're like we're not going to forgive you. They're like there was options there. You didn't have to do it. Um so like our Ar- Shane's up with the Armenians. Claudette is the captain now. Uh Dutch and Billings are partners. Uh the guy who was going to replace the strike team is gone. Tina is there but not really t- t- anymore. T- Tina Tina's Tina. Tina, uh Julian is still around. He's on the strike team now. Uh what else is going on? Mostly, it's mostly what the show is about now is that Shane and it's Shane versus Vic is uh, is where we're at. Shane versus Vic and Ronnie, who is the ride or die, who has too much faith in Vic, is what you learn throughout the course uh, of the show. Uh-oh, that doesn't sound good for Ronnie. Well, you know, the Ronnie stands out, out there. Yeah. So starting the last season here, 7.01. Dutch is dyeing
0: his hair. Oh, and it's noticeable.
1: That like Jay Karns. Jay Karns
2: D- is dyeing his hair, oh. and it is it's noticeable because he has jet black hair in this first episode, and you go, "Whoa, <laughs> that's not his real hair color." <laughs> so uh, that was my first comment. I put Dutch is dyeing his hair, and it's obvious. Um, so, anyways uh the other thing i put for 701 the cold open vic and ronnie gig tai mara so the cold open to this the way the season finale last season went was shane tells the armenian mobs that vic robbed the money train uh to try to get in with them and they're like okay well we're gonna go kill vic and then shane goes oh geez uh i didn't want you to kill him uh, So Shane goes and kidnaps uh, Corinne and Cassidy to try to protect them. Vic doesn't like that. So the cold open of this <laughs> is uh, Vic and Ronnie breaking into Shane's house. Uh, or no, you don't see that. It's uh, Shane comes home and uh, Mara is like gag tied on the couch or something like that. And it was Vic and Ronnie and they're looking for Shane. And uh, and uh, Mara's like, you got to get us away from Vic. He's bad news, Shane. And Shane goes, I know. I know he bad. Baby girl, Mm, stuff like that. Uh, so, uh, the it's on Vic and Ronnie versus Shane. It's on now, Jarrett. Right, minds have been crossed, they can't go back, they can't go back, but they still have to play nice at work. Uh, Lori Holden is in the show now in the Lori Holden role, who is uh, she was the blonde girl in Walking Dead seasons one and two. Yes, she's in many things and she's always playing a very similar character. I think they cast her like that because they're like you seem like a level-headed gal. We're going to cast you as level-headed gal number 1. So she is the ice operative, which is setting up the ice story for uh for Vic. So uh they want the Mexican drug dealers Vic says, I'm in. I got it. He said I'm I'm implanted in that organization. I know Pazuela. I got the black box of uh <laughs> Uh, the blackmail box is what they always call it. So that was another thing from last season. Vic get, Vic gets that blackmail box, and he shares it with Aceveda, which again Vic has too much trust in Aceveda. Aceveda's kind of an asshole, and it uh, really shows out in this, uh, this episode. Vic also spurs a gang gang war, and then I mm-hmm. also put Shane axes some feet. So uh, this episode seven hundred one is called Coefficient of Drag. Pretty cool title for a first episode, eh? Yeah.
1: What what could it possibly mean?
2: Vic and Shane's relationship continues to deteriorate as they work against each other to track down the Armenian hitmen. The war between the Mexicans and the Salvadorians continues, and Vic gets a temporary reprieve from early retirement. So pretty much what I said. Uh, Vic does kind of start a a gang war between these two things. He's kind of playing them against each other. He's playing the Salvadorians against, uh, the Mexican cartel because, uh, it's and like the Armenians because it's easier, uh, uh, than trying to do anything else. And, uh, they're kind of running around, uh, Ronnie or, uh, Vic and Ronnie go and kill. I think one of the Salvadorians, and then Shane finds it because he was actually going to talk to that guy. So then Shane cuts the guy's feet off or something to make it look like Gos." Uh-huh. Uh, and then, you know, everyone kind of runs around a
0: little bit. So that's good. And that's that first episode, Jarrett. 702. Claudette calls a kid the N-word. Oh. And it is very emotional. 702 snitch
2: vick's plan to play the armenians against the mexicans could backfire when the wrong man is targeted dutch plays hardball to get a witness to uh to get a witness to a homicide to step forward and the mayor's new initiative to stop gang violence backfires so this one is like all about gang violence and stuff like that and uh I can't remember a ton of it, but I remember there's an interrogation and uh, Claudette really rips into this kid and uh, she says that he's not worth calling the N-word. And it's a very good speech, actually. She's kind of like, she's like, that word's used to like bring us down. And she's like, your use of it. She's like, you're not worth it. And uh, like all that kind of stuff. But this episode is really just setting up the like Armenians versus Mexicans. Uh, And there's also Mexicans versus Salvadorians. There's a lot of gang stuff going on right now here, Jer. Uh, I think there's some shootouts in front of like, uh, uh, like, uh, like at parades and shit like that. I think uh, it's either this one or later, but uh, one of the city councilmen uh, gets murdered in front of like, uh, like at a parade or something, and uh, it's kind of Vic's fault. So um, it's either this one or one later, but I think this one does have like just gang violence is, uh, is getting more rampant you know what i mean you know what i mean vern Mm -hmm. so that's good that's good and that's all that episode is really 703 ronnie's beard is back back this is big news jared because they shaved it in season six and it was uh it was not the right call Mm -hmm. so they rectified that they said we got to give ronnie his beard back and they did it 703 money shot Vic sets up a plan behind Shane's back to get the Armenians on their side. Meanwhile, Gardaki starts getting fed up about Vic continuing to work with Shane. And Dutch tries to get Danny a desk job to protect her. So um Danny's off of uh Matt leave Cause she uh Matt Leave in the States is like four weeks or something like that. Uh so uh I think it's That's six weeks. Plenty of time. Yeah. Like, I think I think it is actually like six weeks uh, or something, which is like if you had a C-section, I think the recovery of that is eight weeks. So. Uh, oh, well. So Danny's back. And uh, this is where the Dutch moral as the moral compass really comes in, because he's trying to do really nice things for Dan, trying to do really nice things for Claudette, trying to do really nice things for Corinne. And he doesn't expect anything out of it. But then while this is all happening, you still you you remember what Dutch did, right? You remember.
1: I I I might recall you remember, so uh,
2: Dutch kind of sets it up where he's like uh he can see so Claudette has lupus, and uh, Dutch is trying to solve both both of their problems where he sees that Claudette's kind of running herself ragged with her illness, <coughs> and uh, Danny gets shot at, or it's like uh they're gonna go they're like raiding a place and a guy like attacks like knocks Danny out or something, and uh, she's got like like a one month old baby so Dutch is like hey Claudette maybe Danny should be like your assistant and uh but he tells each of them he's like he's like Danny kind of needs this because uh she doesn't realize she's unsafe out there and Claudette's like yeah I get it and then he tells Danny and it's like Claudette really needs help but you shouldn't say anything and she's like oh okay I get it so moral compass Dutch I also have um how I, I put how is Aceveda still being a dink so uh Acevedo's really mean in this again like he steals the blackmail box from Vic. And he's just like, I have it now. And Vic's like, we're going to do it together. And he's like, I'm doing it now myself. And he's just like, damn it, Aceveda!" Um so he's it, still being, he's being a dink. Uh, Ronnie gets mauled by a dog. Dutch investigates a gay conversion uh, grape. Oh. The gang kind. So it's like this family... Uh, and the daughter, like the girl goes missing and, uh, or like a girl, a teenage girl comes in she's like, my best friend is missing. And they go to the family and the family's like, she's not missing. And then they like Dutch prize into it and they find the girl and she got uh, kidnapped and then like raped by like a bunch of dudes. But then you find out the girl who, uh, went and reported it was that girl's girlfriend and the family didn't like that the girl was gay. So it was like a conversion therapy thing. You know about that, Jerr? Mm -hmm. you know about convert yeah yeah Mm -hmm. uh oh and then uh corinne gets arrested and i i don't i don't actually remember why yeah i I vaguely remember that she gets arrested for something where it's it's not kavanaugh anymore because he tries to arrest her at one too but uh yeah corinne gets arrested i'm not sure why i don't remember
0: so that's good uh 604 in cell home shooting.
2: This is called set or not six seven seven o four genocide. Now that Asaveda has taken the blackmail box from Vic, Vic tries to convince Cruz Pezuela that the Armenians stole it. However, his ruse has more unintended consequences. A ruse, you say? Yes, exactly. So yeah, Asaveda takes the blackmail box. And then Vic kind of pushes it to Pizuela. He's like, because he knows Vic knows the Armenians are after him. He's like, you know, I think the Armenians might have taken this. So Pizuela's Pez- like, all of Mexico and Salvador is against the Armenians now, and the Armenians are in like very uh kind of position, so they don't uh, they don't have a lot of cards to play anymore. So they're just like, well, we didn't take it. They're like, they're like Shane, help us. Um and it kind of sets up a sets up things to come, Jarrett. You know about things to come?
0: Nope. Alright.
2: Yeah, you also tell me. Well, here's one of those things to come. Seven oh five. Undercover brothers. You remember that movie? (laughs) I I do. Vic gets a a group of one niners to become quotes undercover brothers brothers so he gets the one niners to go undercover uh because they need a uh, gang uh gang influence to save a, uh, a kidnapped girl and it works uh other things that happen there's a car chase which i thought was interesting because there's not a lot of car chase or there's some car chases but this was like a big budget one uh what else happened? maybe i'll read the thing and then I'll, i yeah i actually have quite a bit of notes. uh 705 game face Vic learns that the federal agent helping out is in the blackmail box and has ties to Cruz Pozuela. Dutch tries to find out if he has a a future serial killer on his hands, and Claudette's health is brought into question. So I forgot to mention in the last one, the uh, incel home shooting. uh, There's like this kid who... A kid from his school breaks into his house, so he shoots him dead, and like uh, that's the incel home shooting. uh, And Dutch is like investigating the kid and it seems pretty cut and dry it's like yeah this guy broke in uh there's signs of that and you were there so you shot him stand your ground kind of thing right you so uh he was standing his ground but then duchess is just like i don't know man this kid's got a uh incel energy he doesn't use that word but he's in he's implying it if you looked up the kid who's in this episode you would go oh yeah i know that guy He's not the exam. guy who pla- he's not the guy who played Dahmer, but he's like that type of actor. Do you know what I mean? Like in late two thousands, he was like cast as like creepy teenager a lot. So that guy's in there. That guy. Yeah. Uh, so this episode is also the return of Clavon. You remember Clavon? Yes. Okay. Before I get to Clavon, so. uh, which episode uh, number is this? 705.
0: A I don't trope. know if the kid is in this one. The kid's definitely in 705 70-
1: if, if, if that's who you're looking for. I can look too if you want. What's confusing is somehow there were seven seasons of fucking Agents of Shield. Get oh the fuck out of here.
0: Okay, let me-, me see what this kid's name is. I got a game face. Kyle that. Gallner.
2: Yeah, if you go to, we'll go to seven hundred four. Go to genocide. It's the very first picture.
1: I got. I got I'm looking up Kyle Gallner. It was like he was trying to be a. Uh... Oh, that kid. Like his his IMD picture kind of has uh like.
2: Um, he's got like facial hair. He's a little older now, but if... you know what I mean, right? Like he was probably cast as creepy teenager a lot. Is my guess. But. Uh, so anyways, uh, they find out that Lori Holden is in the blackmail box, so she's under Pazuela's thumb as well. And uh, Vic is like, I could use that as leverage. And then I also noted that Lori Holden is living in the same house that Glenn Close lived in in season four. And I said, they thought no one would notice, but I might have autism. So I noticed, and I made a note of it, Jarrett. I wrote that shit down. Yeah. So uh, I, thought, I thought that was interesting. Jared just sent me a picture of this guy, and he is, as an adult, he is very striking to look at. <laughs> incredibly striking. Did you see a picture of him as a kid, though, like as yeah. a teen? Okay. Yeah.
1: That's what I wanted to keep you up to date, though.
2: Yes, I I, I appreciate that incredibly. Um, so a lot. This episode has a lot of shit happening, and this isn't even a top rated well, episode, like, Jared. Well,
1: like young young Kyle Gallner, he kind of has this um like off brand robert patrick look. Mhm. As a youth?
2: Yep. Yeah, he's he's got a look. Yeah. That's for sure.
1: With with a, with a mustache.
2: Oh, yes. Yeah. So, uh this episode's super stuff. So, what you find out is like a uh, a gang. I think they're called Spookville or something. So, like all the gangs are rampant now where it was like one niners and biz lats were like the lead gangs, but now like um uh all of the like the little gangs are starting to rise spook street spook street is what they're called so not spookville that's because i'm in i'm in creeptober mode but spook street is on the rise and you find out that like they kidnapped a girl so Vic uh deputizes one niner to go uh like i i can't remember what it was They, they had to like protect someone's identity so they get one niners to go and do a heist of this other gang site. And it's like, you stumble upon Julian's there too. It's like, you stumble upon this girl who's been tied up and like assaulted for three days and you just let her go. We'll get her and then we'll arrest all these guys. Um, so they do that. And then in this scene, I, I had to make a note of it. Uh, Shane Walton Goggins laughs in real life. He, and it's shown on camera. He can't help himself. He is laughing at what is happening here.
1: You know, in uh wrestling uh terminology we call that corpsing. Corpsing? Yeah.
2: Where you uh you let your character slide.
1: Yeah, when you when you uh when you break kayfabe when you, and you start yeah. laughing legit, it's called corpsing.
2: Yeah. Okay. So do you wanna do you want the I you posted to be confused on the Discord. With a
1: listener of the show, friend of the show, corpse. Corpse.
2: Yes, that's true. Uh I posted this in the um in the uh the discord but uh i i I did want to uh i I think i need to read this so the reason they find out that this girl kidnapped is one of the the other gang members girlfriend comes in and uh she starts telling them why she suspects that this guy has a uh, like the gang has a girl tied up and this is walt goggins laughing in real life as he's hearing this so i I, i'm not going to do a voice because i feel like that'd be insensitive but you can uh you can add any kind of accent to it that i can take oh. I can take a beat down about as tough as any bitch this n word came home smelling like badusi. about how they was running the anaconda up in old girl all day when he got taco stank up on his black ass. Think again
1: I'm glad that uh how long ago did you watch that uh, about
2: three weeks ago.
1: And then you're like still like, yep. I'm gonna I gotta I gotta
2: share this with the world. I just I think it is of note because Walton Goggins, who is by all accounts, the utmost professional of an actor, uh is what people say about him. Uh he could not contain himself. He was laughing on like they, they must have not have been able to get a real scene of serious, uh be for them to include the one of him just laughing. So Uh, Anyways, Clavon is back. Remember Clavon, Jarrett? I do. So he is the the African-American serial killer who uh, they kind of trick into confessing. So he's back because he is suing uh, and appealing for wrongful, uh, like, forced confession, basically. And his thing is that, like, they lied to him that his sister was dead. They put him in a vulnerable state. uh, And he would like to act as his own counsel because he's been reading Uh law books and he would like to he would like to cross interview his his uh like police investigators as soon as it's presented dutch goes because he want clavon wants to interview claudette because when they caught him one of the bodies showed up with like a a cut a girl with like a shortcut afro with like dyed red and it was like dutch is like he he's he's making fun of you claudette like he wants to kill you this is a message claudette's like i ain't putting up with this shit because claudette don't take no shit from no one so the guy puts in to see claudette and uh, dutch is like don't do this he's like all this is gonna do is cause problems and claudette's like i ain't i ain't scared of no 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 dude bring him on smoke him out uh george bush style so uh she agrees to meet meet clavon and he comes in and then he hits hits her with a whole bunch of shit about her mental state and uh how she fell down the stairs after, when when he was arrested and how she was unfit. And then he presents some pill bottles and he says, these were taken from your garbage, which I was like, what? When? But he's been in prison. I was like, how were those taken from the garbage? But his whole thing was like, these these uh, pills are like uh, <clears throat> mind altering. He's like, could you have believed that I did this and made up the evidence? So he has a pretty strong case against the... Uh, against uh claudette actually um but uh all he wants is um he's like he's like i'll own up to it i'll still say that i did it he's like but i don't want the death penalty anymore so you guys you guys gotta take that out or i'll sue the whole city and they do they have to cave so they just give him life imprisonment and instead of the death penalty but while he's there dutch says hey clavon can i show you a tape of uh this witness i interrogated last week tell me what you think uh so he shows him the tape of the the kid who he mm-hmm. thinks is a killer because dutch's thing is like no this kid set it up he he arranged for this kid to break into his house because he wanted to kill uh so he shows him the tape and uh, he's like clayvon do you think that uh you think this kid's killer and clayvon's like yeah. i can't remember what he says but he says something like he enjoy it he kill her it's it's something I don't know, it's something weird. He's like he's like, Maybe you should go take a life, Dutch, to see how it feels. So Dutch goes and he does strangle another animal alley to maybe maybe a to... small
1: child this time.
2: Yeah, maybe he's gotta up his game a little. But yeah. uh so Dutch is making a case against this kid being a serial killer and so he's also he's also kinda getting close to the kid's mother who is um that old lady from Titanic. Okay. Do you remember that old lady? She, I think she's like Rose's mom something? She's like also redheaded.
1: Uh, Wasn't it Rose, her. but old? No, not
2: her. Uh, she's like on the Titanic with Rose. She's like an older, older gal. Uh, there's an episode where she comes oh, up again. Oh, her. Yes, yes. The, and all I know her from is Titanic, right? Okay. So that's that's the kid's mom. And Dutch is like keeping good relations open with her because he's like... He doesn't tell her, and she thinks Dutch is just looking out for the kid, Uh, but uh, the kid realizes pretty quick. He's like, why are you talking to my mom, fella? (laughs) And Dutch is like, I think you kill people, so I'm just talking to your mom. He doesn't say that, but... uh, It seems like I'm really emphasizing this, but this is Dutch's storyline for this entire last season, which I thought was kind of bizarre, actually. Uh... Seven o six, Tina finds a nude man. They then tell the naked man that he did a crime, and he didn't. He then he then pr- commits suicide. Seven o six. Seven o six. Animal. So control.
1: the um, the 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 woman you were talking about that's uh, yeah. Frances Fisher, who yes. also uh, from Unforgiven.
2: Mm. Yes, that's true. I forgot that. I just always associate her with uh, Titanic. Cause I think like one of the scenes where they show like the, the big staircase up, like I think she's there or something. So uh, her image is really implanted with me with Titanic. Right. Uh, anyways, let's get back to the nude man. Uh, 706 animal control. Vic launches his latest plan to get rid of the Armenian threat. However, the main difference in this plan is that if successful, it will get rid of Shane too. Meanwhile, for Shane, a ghost from his past reemerges. So in this episode, the Armenians want to meet the Mexicans because uh, they're like, we want to tell them we don't, or they want to meet, uh, because they're just like, we don't, we want to tell them we don't have the box and uh, not us. So we don't want, we we don't want any trouble. And Vic's like, like Shane at this point trusts Vic because Vic's playing nice. But then Vic goes to Ronnie. He's like, I don't trust Shane. We're going to have to do something. Okay. So uh, he sets it up so that there's going to be meat between the Armenians and uh, Pizuela's guys, but Vic knows Pizuela's guys are gonna <laughs> going to be, all.
1: There's going to be meat?
2: There's going to be meat shared between these guys? That's what the Armenians want. They're like, yeah. let's meet them. We'll explain. We're not bad guys. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, but Vic Is knows... as, as
1: the meat going to solve the beef?
2: The meat would solve the beef, but it wouldn't, wouldn't solve the poultry.
1: Yeah, that's always the problem.
2: Yeah, that's always the problem. Uh, So, as the as Vic is explaining it to Pezuela, um, Pezuela's like, yeah, we're going to go and kill all those guys. And, okay, cool. And then Vic is like, should we tell Shane to be there or tell him that they're all going to be did, killed? Uh, and Vic's like, I don't know. And then, so Vic is just like, all right, let's send Shane. Last minute, Vic gets a change of heart and he calls Shane a bunch, but some stuff has happened okay so uh what else happens before oh yeah there's like a naked man interrogation and they tell me did it and then the guy kills himself but it wasn't him so it's kind of a a rare thing where they're like oh we did the wrong thing by forcing this interrogation on that guy which they do always they constantly do but anyways Shane goes and uh Vic has a change of heart but it's too late because Shane doesn't have his phone with him but Shane goes for a smoke and then that's when the uh, that's when Pizuela's guys show up and kill all the Armenians. And then Vic, uh, Shane just hides. And then he comes out. And the Armenians had a hundred grand to give to the Mexicans, just as a show of faith. Like, hey, we don't have your, thing, but here's some money. Just leave us alone. Um, so Shane takes the money. But Shane, Shane like shows up, and Vic and Ronnie show up, and they're like, what happened? He's like, oh, I went for a piss, and someone shot up the place. And he's like, I'm lucky to get out of here. And then Shane goes home and talks to Mara and he goes, They tried to kill me. And they think I'm too stupid to know that they tried to kill me. So things are uh things are boiling, Jarrett. Things are boiling. Coming to into a boil. Yeah. 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 So then we have 707. It's all coming down, Jarrett. It's all coming down. Vic is fired. The black box is turned in. Billings contracts that bad cop that worked with Carl Weathers. Dutch hires Claudette cleaning woman. Shane puts a hit out on Vic and Ronnie. It's all coming down, buddy. This is named after the hit al- uh, jazz album, Bitches Brew, this episode. Do you know Bitches Brew, Miles Davis. Yes, sir. 707, Bitches Brew. Vic loses his hearing which is brought up ahead of schedule and faces early retirement. He also loses favor with Cruz Bezuela and begins playing hardball Danny, who wants to give up all rights to their child. So like the Danny and Vic thing is kind of really in the back burner for now. Um, But what it is, is like Danny's just like, hey, because Cassidy keeps going to Danny and Danny's like, hey, Vic, I don't really want to be involved with your family. I really just want to raise this kid on my own. Can you just sign these papers? To uh like prove that or like that to absolve all of your interest in him forever. And uh Vic's like, yeah, no problem, no problem. And then like a minute later he goes back and he's like, Hey Danny, uh and like her last name, and she's like, Yeah. And a guy behind Vic is like, You've been served. And then it's just like a paternity test. <laughs> Cause and Danny's like, I thought you didn't have any interest. And Vic's like, I'm not gonna let one of my childs go out there unprotected. <laughs> one of my child? One of my <laughs> childs. <laughs> And Danny's like, "Man, okay." Uh, but this is where th- this is where everything starts. So, so Vic gets fired. He is forced to early retirement. He's given, I think it's ten days, is something like that. It's like in ten days you have to hand your badge in. Claudette goes to him and is just like, "Listen, I will pay you to stay home if you hand in your badge right now." And Vic's like, "I'm gonna ride this out to the end." He's like, "I got ten days. I'm gonna make it." And Claudette's like, Mackie, you son of a bitch. She says it kind of like that. Uh, The black box, uh, Aceveda decides to turn it into ICE uh, to get credit and pull. And uh, he does bring Vic in, which is the only good thing Aceveda does for Vic ever. So Vic and Aceveda bring in the black box together, but ICE and uh, the federal agents are just like, how long have you had this? It's fucking unbelievable you didn't bring this sooner. And they're just like, we brought it in. So um, they're setting something up. They're cooking something for later. Uh, Dutch goes to Claudette's house and he finds out that she is not just a hoarder, but she's incredibly messy. Uh, there's like the kitchen. It has like 5,000 paper plates in it or something. And then Dutch is just like, Claudette. And so moral compass Dutch again. He's like, hey, listen, uh, I know this job's very taxing. Are you okay? And she's like, yeah, I just don't have time to go home. She's like, this job takes everything I have with lupus. And he's like, all right, well. He's like, I hired a cleaning woman. And she's like, You don't have to do that, Dutch. And he's like, Well, I did it anyways. He's like, Give me a key. He's like, and you can't do anything about it. She's gonna come clean your house. So uh moral compass Dutch looking out for Claudette. Mm. Uh Billings, um contracts, uh, you know that bad cop guy who worked with who made people drink out of the toilet. Do you remember that guy? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, so he's there. Yeah. And then uh, him and Vic have a bad reaction, and then Dutch is like, "Hey, what was that about?" And uh, Vic, uh, Vic is like, "Whatever you think that guy is up to, that's suspicious. He probably did it." And (laughs) then Dutch is like, "Okay." And then uh, what happens is there's like a string of robberies, and they bring that guy in, and he gets nude, and he's like, "Uh, "I'm 50 years old. I'm still shredded. No big deal." And they're like, "Well, your partner got shot, and we have his blood type, and he's already in the hospital." And he's got your gun. And the guy's like, "Ah, shit." He's like, "All right, you got me."
0: <laughs> he got me.
2: he he uh he folds pretty quick actually, and uh, he's like, "All right, you got me." Uh, anyways, uh, the big thing this episode ends with Shane going that uh, Vic, what, the guy what, that Vic. What does it end with? One niner guys. Oh, um, what did you think I said?
1: It said nothing. Nothing came through.
2: Oh, uh. Shane goes to one of the one niner guys, and it's the guy that Vic pushed out of the movie last season, which I thought was a funny Vic thing to do. um I don't know if I mentioned how Vic jumped through a window this season because that was also really funny. Uh, I put that video on the Discord for people to see.
1: Oh, I thought that was but... the beginning of season six. It, I, I think
2: through, it through, is. It's through, this,
1: through it's... the skylight.
2: No, no, this was a different time he jumped oh, through. Oh,
1: another
2: one. <laughs> this is the one where he's like running by the window and he gets piece of cardboard and then he jumps oh. through like the sideways window ah. and then he like rolls it's on the discord somewhere yeah. it's on there you guys can yeah. find it. Uh, that one was really funny but uh so the guy vic pushes out of that car um shane goes and hires him to uh to kill vic uh, and ronnie or, or it's something like i'm gonna get one you're gonna get the other you don't know uh 708 and i'm gonna quote Kiss my ass time. End quote. This is where Shane tries to kill Vic and Ronnie. It's episode 708. Parricide. This is a top rated episode, Jerry. No. Top rated. Uh, Shane's plan to get rid of Vic and Ronnie falls apart and threatens to be exposed. Cruz Pazuela asks Vic to strong arm a priest while David Aceveda joins Vic in working with the feds to bring down, Pe- to bring Pizuela down. So Paz- Vic still works for Pizuela because he's playing it against, with the federal agents that he's in there. And he's also like, well, if this falls apart, then I'll, I'll just, I just will work for Pazuela. Uh So he gets him to like, go talk to a priest and stuff like that. And uh, I can't even remember what the priest stuff is about. Like they want the priest to like sell drugs. And he's like, I don't want to. And they're like, you're going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> so uh they're, they're like that's pretty much what it is i think it was the guy from it's one of he was in prison break i can't remember what season or what time but it was a prison break guy there you go uh but the big thing is uh shane does try to uh kill ronnie and Vic, and um uh what it is uh this episode opens with um ronnie bringing a girl home and uh, some guy on, in, like, a motorcycle helmet shoots at them. And then, like, Ronnie gets away, shoots the guy. Like, maybe grazes him or something. And Vic is walking up to his apartment. And then Shane is in his apartment waiting. And Vic gets a call from Ronnie. And it's like, and he's like, what happened? I'll be right there. So Vic runs. And uh, this whole episode is them trying to basically try on, like, who was trying to kill them. Right. Uh, and... Uh, the way this one ends, very high tension. They have they have the guy in interrogation who was there to kill Ronnie. They find him really quickly and uh, he's not breaking. He's not breaking. Then uh, last like 10 minutes. Of the episode, They're like they're all watching it. Shane, Vic, Ronnie. Clyde, they're watching Dutch talk to the guy and it looks like he's starting to crack and Shane's just kind of backing up backing up and he he slowly leaves the police station yep. and uh, I thought it was really funny like a lady is like talking she's like Shane we gotta sign up for the uh the uh softball game and he's like yeah whatever <laughs> whatever and she's like well we, we gotta have time for the kiss my ass time and he like peels out of there i I thought it was really funny um so uh he he like peels out of there and then right as he the guy's like, it's that cracker cop. You know, he's like the redneck, the hillbilly. And then everyone looks at each other. And uh, Vic and Ronnie pull out their guns and run through the uh, the barn. And Claudette goes, Mackie! Don't do it, Mackie! <laughs> uh, you can't just kill another cop in the, in in the, the, the police bar. station. <laughs> She's just like, Mackie, no! <laughs> She's like, get your ass back here. <laughs> he, he's just running through and then they get the, out into the Shane is gone, and then they, yep.
0: don't get. they go, "Damn!" Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: So that's good stuff. Um, and then and then basically the next couple episodes are all kind of uh, they kind of rule together. So all of uh, the police know that Shane tried to kill Vic. Yep. All right. Allegedly. 709, allegedly. Uh, seven o nine. Dutch almost bangs the serial killer mom, Francis Fisher, almost. And then I also put a lot of shithead talk lately on this show, which a uh, ca-
1: what was a lot of people call shithead.
2: Yes, in the last li- like it, in the last couple episodes, someone like there's mentioned a couple times. It's like stop being a shithead. And it's like hey you shithead, and it was like oh okay that's weird. In this episode, it happens like three separate times. It's like hey shithead, and I was like it's like I shouldn't be noticing this as much as I am. Like, they're I was like, I feel like they're dropping shithead a lot. So, a lot of shithead talk lately on the shield. And then Dutch, yeah, almost uh, uh, seduces that lady under false pretense. So, 709 moving day, Vic turns in his badge a week early and sets out to find and kill Shane and his wife. <laughs> However, Ronnie is benched after Claudette shuts down the strike team. Meanwhile, Aceveda finds out more disturbing information about Cruz Pozuela. I, I don't remember the Aceveda thing. Acevedo is trying to get Pozuela. But uh, after they find out that Shane did that, Claudette's like, the strike team's over. Ronnie, you're on desk duty, just so I can keep an eye on you. And uh, she's like, Vic, you're on desk duty. And Vic's like, hey, <laughs> you, you, you said I could just turn in my badge. Here's my badge, baby. I'm out of here.
0: Da, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. And then Clyde, Clyde, Clyde goes, uh, back in, back in, get back here. <laughs> Cause she's like, you're going after Shane. I can tell get back.
1: And he's like, Hey, I'm he tired. He doesn't even have a shield to hide behind though.
2: No. And it is a, it is a plot point, uh, for the next couple of episodes when he's trying to do stuff, uh, like when he's trying to get information with normal people, they're like, do you have a badge? And he's like, ah, oh, in the. <laughs> He's like, sorry, I just I always forget it. And they're like, well, come back with it or get. And they're like, they're like, just call your boss so that we know you're a real cop. And he's like, yeah, I'll be right back. And then he just leaves. And then uh, out on the street, he's lost his cred. Oh, man. And that's all that matters on the street because he goes to try to strong arm people and they all go big, bad Vic Mackey. You don't got no shield no more, buddy. They're like, this is a show. It's
1: called The Shield. And he said, this is what
2: seven seasons has been waiting for exact line you ain't got no shield no more pal
1: you ain't no you ain't got no the shield no more
2: mm.
1: and they look at the camera
2: you're right sorry sorry that is what it is
1: yeah. uh so yeah
2: vic is out there trying to look for shane and uh i i like how in imdb it says for shane and his wife so because ronnie's like what about mara and vic's like mara knows as much as shane does we gotta get her and then Ronnie's like, but Mara's pregnant. And Vic goes, yeah.
1: <laughs> A lot of people are pregnant. A lot of people are pregnant.
2: So he's he's hunting down uh, Shane. And uh, I can't remember if it's this one or the next one. I think it's the next episode. But uh, Shane and his uh, wife have to take uh, their kid to the hospital. And they come out of the hospital and Vic is just there. And it's really funny because you like tracked him down. And then Mara's like. Help, "Help!" And then like cops are there and they're like, hey, hold on. And then Shane, were you? Shane like calls him later. He's like, were you going to kill my kid and my pregnant wife? And Vic's like, hey, man. You're the one who put this all in motion, pal. So <laughs> I don't got no shield anymore. And then you go. Cha, cha, cha.
3: yeah!"
2: So that's all good. Uh, but yeah, a lot of shithead talk lately. Uh, seven ten. Fight Aveda instead of Veda, Fight Aveda, Jarrett. That sounds hardcore. It is hardcore. Uh, also, mid convo, zoom in on a lady hosing down s- scraps. Mm. So two people are talking on the street, and in the background, there's a lady hosing down the sidewalk. And as the <laughs> people are talking the camera just kind of moves away from the two characters that we know for seven season and just zooms in on this lady who's hosing down the street. And I was like, what an interesting decision to make. That's good. A, Guardian. I, yeah. As a director to be like this conversation, same old bullshit. You know, this let's look at this lady hosing down food scraps on the street. And then you're mm-hmm. like, I, I thought it was interesting. I went interesting. interesting. Very interesting. I also put fight of Ada. Uh, because um, here's what happens: seven ten party line. As he puts a price on Shane's head, Dick is asked to prove his loyalty to Beltran by killing Pazuela, So we don't know Beltran yet. He was introduced in the last episode. He's like a guy who's going to be helping Aceveda for his uh, political thing. And then right. they figure out. Dick figures out very quickly. He's like Beltran's the one in charge. He's like, did you see how Pazuela is acting? He's like, that is the the money man. Pizuela just a. A, a, a soldier. He's like, Pazuela's not in charge. So that Vic goes to Beltran. To, like, he goes to Beltran. He's just like, I know Pazuela's just, I know it's you. I want to work for you. And Beltran's like, okay, well, let's see what you can. He's like, let me see. And then what happens is Aceveda figures it out too. So as a show of force, because is very petty, um, when Beltran is there, Aceveda goes in and beating up Pezuela and he's just like he's like just fighting him and beating him up and then he leaves and he's like you don't tell me how to run my campaign and <laughs> he like out of there uh, but then that Beltran guy is like yeah that kind of looked bad that he got beat up by this fucking guy this guy that we know is not very strong
1: with
2: so, the city uh, councilor the city councilor uh, so Beltran's like yeah you kill Pezuela and um, yeah I'll get you in this and Vic's like alright that's all that really happens there. Uh, we just got a couple more, a couple more. Seven Eleven. Shane wears a backwards ball cap. Ooh. Bellagio I was, style. I thought it was very interesting because he's playing, he's like, he's a guy incognito. Him and they're living in uh, real estate houses that are vacant and stuff like that. And he, he, he wears his his uh, ball cap backwards to, uh, to uh, blend into the crowd. It was like, interesting. 7-Eleven petty cash. As everything falls into place for the sting operation to bring Vic down, Shane is desperate for money. Back at the barn, Ronnie tries to intercept a blackmail package, and Aceveda begins to question Pezuela's suicide. Oh, I forgot to mention too. Remember when <laughs> I said uh, a ghost of a, uh, a ghost of Shane's past? Tavon came back,
1: and oh. Tavon's like,
2: "I know I didn't hit your wife." Why are you lying? And Shane's like, prove it. And then he flicks his smoke or something. It's something like that. It plays Venezuela well,
1: all- died, I think. Oh,
2: yeah. Pezuela is dead. Well, he doesn't die, but I think Vic conv- uh, convinces him to like. Uh... Okay, what the fuck happens? He either is dead and it's a framed suicide or they convince him to go into hide. No, it's they convince him to go into hiding and Vic says he's dead. And they leave like a suicide note or something like that. But he's not actually dead. It's something oh, like that. I can't remember. This is getting a little fuzzy for me now. Yeah, it's getting a little fuzzy, but it's it's I think it was something like that. Like he's not actually dead. They just they run him off or something. Uh, but anyways, uh, here's another Aceveda line, quote, I'll wreck this investigation before you cut me out, end quote. So they're trying to bring Vic down, uh, but uh, Vic is setting up really well. He's working with Ice to get immunity. He is he is convincing them that he is so integrated in Beltran's op- uh, operation that he needs, him and Ronnie need full immunity. and uh, Diplomatic immunity? Diplomatic immunity. That's right. That's right. Uh, and uh, Ice is always like, Ice asked like a couple times, they're like, what do you need immunity from? And they're just like, Honestly, to get where we were in uh, this, this in-depth into Beltran's operation, we just had to do a, th- a few things. And they're like, okay. They're like, yeah, we could probably get you immunity, sure. And uh, he's like, cool. Because <laughs> that's, uh, that's how Vic talks, eh? Cool. Okay, we're in the, we're in the, the... stretcher. Two more episodes.
0: Seven twelve. Mara kills a lady with no pants. 712 possible
2: kill screen. Mara <laughs> breaks her collarbone and accidentally shoots and kills an innocent person. She had no pants on. When Shane's plan to get more money goes sideways. Meanwhile, Vic contemplates leaving Ronnie out to dry and taking a deal with the feds without him. So, in the last episode, the feds are like, uh, We have a deal for you, Vic, right now. And uh, he goes with Ronnie. He's like, Ronnie, we got our deal. We got our Let's go. He's like, it's all gonna work out. And when he when they get there, they're like, oh no, this is sh- you, Vic. And Vic's like, you're not including Ronnie. I'm walking. And Ronnie's like, thanks, man. You're really cool. And Vic's like, no problem, bud. I got, like, I got you. I got you. He's like, we're family. This is the shield. Yeah. Um. Shane's really this, struggling. This this is more than a badge. It's more than a badge. It's all about honor. Uh. So Shane had a 100 grand, but then he's trying to when he tries to put a hit out on Vic, guys just steal it because they're like, why would you be trying to kill? <laughs> they're like, why would you be trying to kill the other cop? And they're like, what do you got in there? So they a couple of one niners just him and he, shit. Uh, so then he's he's trying to rob like petty thugs. He goes to like a, a blackjack game that he he knew about when he was on vice and he's just like. He follows some guys, and they're like, you don't think we remember that you're a cop, man? So they, they're, they like, beating him up. And then Mara comes in, and she's like, nobody move. And a lady with no pants comes out, and she shoots her. And then she shoots another guy. So Mara kills, like, two people. And then she falls over and breaks her collarbone. And then uh, Shane buys, like, uh, codeine on the street and stuff like that. And he's giving his pregnant wife, like, like, oxycodone and stuff like that. And he's like, here you go, baby. And she's like, is this really oxy? And he's like, it'll make the pain go away. And she's like, okay. And then uh, Shane starts doing heavy uh, cocaine drugs because he's stressed what, out. What
1: a what an what episode!
2: Yeah, yeah, this is all happening in this episode, pretty much. Um, so they're they're really fighting for the life. I put Claudette loses, uh, and uh, here's why: Vic takes the immunity bargain. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he goes in. Oh, this is a top rated episode by the sheriff. Yeah. Top rated. 9.4 out of 10. It people
1: love broken collarbones.
2: Yes. So uh, Vic does not want to give up uh, or take the deal without Ronnie, but Corinne is nowhere to be found. And uh, he's like, where the hell is Corinne? And uh, the federal agents are like, yeah, we're probably going to prosecute her. And he's like, but you can't. She didn't do anything wrong. And it's like, no, she did. So we're going to get her. And he's like, shit. He's like, all right. Well, he's like, if I sign this deal now to agree on Beltran, he's like, will you take Corinne and all of them into this too and they're like yeah we will it's like you and Corinne or you and Ronnie he's and they're like you decide and she and Vic's like family family over everything he's like I got to protect them and they're like okay sign the deal and then you get the confession scene which is like 10 minutes long (laughs) of Vic and they're like alright well they're like you got your immunity so lay it out here whatever you say here can't be used All right. so I killed this cop Seven Terry. seasons ago. <laughs> Terry. Everyone thought I did. Kavanaugh thought I did. I beat them all. Isn't it but like I did kill
1: him. Because uh, he's doing this into like a tape recorder. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you killed a cop? And they're like, you son of a bitch.
2: Mori Holden's like, you son of a bitch. She's like, that's why you wanted immunity. And he's like, he's like how much tape do you got, honey? <laughs> he's like, <laughs> I got a whole lot more for
3: so my chest
2: they're just like holy shit and then um dutch and claude i i was kind of confused at this dutch and claudette find out that Vic's. they were about to arrest him they they put up a sting like they have corinne undercover to try to arrest vic because corinne's just like yeah i can see vic's kind of a bad so uh because they they like tell corinne they're like yeah vic tried to kill mara and the baby and (laughs) corinne's like oh shit (laughs) Vic's a bad dude. So she, in the last episode, she's like undercover. And cause Vic's like, I'm going to get you a hundred grand. No problem. Cause uh, Shane and Mara are trying to blackmail Vic through Corinne. Cause Shane's like, Hey Vic, I am going to tell them everything you did and what Corinne did. And she's going to get arrested again. And so Vic's trying to protect her. Uh, but what Vic doesn't know is that Corinne's just, like Dutch was just like, Hey man, Vic's doing some really bad. You don't want to be involved. Okay. Whatever. So they try to sting Vic and he doesn't show up because he's giving his immunity uh, plea. So Dutch and Claudette go and they they're just allowed to watch the interrogation, which I was kind of like, I don't know if that would be allowed. Right. I don't think the federal agents would allow like the local police officers to like watch part of the confession because they watch it and they see it all. They they're like they hear that Vic uh, killed Terry, that they robbed the money train, that Shane killed Lem. That they tried to kill Shane, that Vic killed Margos, that Vic killed Guardo, that Vic did this, that Vic did like all of the things that Vic did, and they're just watching it, and then they leave and she has like a temporary like lapse, she's like,, oh. she's like, my lupus, <laughs> and uh she's like, trying to lose in it a little bit, um but uh I was just and it's well, it's weird because like i. Not yet, but, like, they're going to use some of this stuff against Ronnie because Ronnie doesn't have immunity. But I was like, but this is Vic's confession to feds. I was like, how come the local police can use this to indict Ronnie? Like, do you know what I mean? Is that how it works?
1: Because that's what happens. Uh, well, isn't this, like, uh, how they get a lot of uh, people? They, they, they get oh, other through, people. They give them immunity, and then they have to confess it all. But then now they have, like, a, a statement. Yeah, from uh, that, someone else. Uh, from someone else that they can then use is like, well, we got this statement, and uh, we can start putting the work together. At this point, uh, sort of yep. strong enough, I guess. Where it's like, hey, this guy was doing all this, and this yeah. person definitely would have known about it, I guess. Uh, and they go, yeah. well, this is the best we can do.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I guess as a lawyer, what... uh, sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, and that's what I mean. I was like, I was like, maybe that's how. It... I feel like it's unfair. Yeah, you're tough. like this
1: is you're like this is unfair, Ronnie.
2: I, that's what I was saying, uh, thinking the whole time. I was like, what about Ronnie? Okay, and then here's how um Amazon Prime really fucked me, and uh, I might keep you in suspense. What if I go to the bathroom for ten seconds? Would you be able to fill time Over before the seconds. last
1: episode of the you, Shield? You you just uh go uh let loose, cut loose. Okay, ten seconds. Tell me more about this, the Shield
2: this shit previously on a shield which is something i never got to get which is kind of a bummer it sounds like so here's how amazon prime fucked me they have season or episode 13 the series finale split up between two episodes but it's not a clean split jerk. they have an episode 13 which is 40 minutes of the 60 minute series finale and then they have an episode 14 which there doesn't exist But it is that first 40 minutes you have just seen. However, there is a one to two minute scenes in between that were not in that first 40 minutes that you just watched. How did I realize this? Because I was watching the next episode. I said, I just watched this. What the fuck? And I started fast forwarding. And then all of a sudden I was like, whoa, 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 what's that? And I stopped it. And then a scene played out for a minute. And I was like, I didn't see this in the last episode that I just watched. And then it would start a scene that I had just seen, and went, "What the fuck's going on?" So then I fast forward again, and then it, and then another scene. I was like, wow. So they, uh, they really fucked me, Jared. They really fucked me. Eventually, so basically, Amazon Prime has this episode split up, it, like they show you the same forty minutes twice, and then there's the twenty minutes of the actual landing. So, uh, they really got me. But um, got you going. Seven thirteen. I have two things I would like to say about this episode. A quote from Andre Three Thousand in in context quote. Ass is Veda. End quote, which I thought was incredibly funny. Andre Three Thousands running against Ass Veda, and he ass is Veda, and I went, "Oh yeah," I said you got him, buddy. And then my other note for this, the big time spoilers, Town, which is
0: not unlike Jonestown, Jarrett. 713, family meeting.
2: As Vic hopes his immunity deal will help keep his family together. And Shane takes extreme measures to keep his pregnant wife from being charged with murder. Dutch finds he's a suspect in the disappearance of a teenage serial killer's mother. They didn't know what to do with Dutch in this last episode is what I think this is this last season. So the Dutch stuff, because I think this is the least important, all that stuff with the kid that Dutch thought was a serial killer. uh, uh, He gets a call from the mother. He gets like three or four calls from the mother and he goes. Called me. Uh, and she's like, "No, I didn't. You That's gotta a, go. You a, gotta a, go."
1: You, you want to repeat what you just said there? What did they uh, say? Which which part? On the call. all of the Dutch stuff? Yeah. yeah.
2: Did you get before I started talking about Dutch?
1: Just the last, you know, five seconds before, or just completely went silent? Oh, okay. That part.
2: Uh, so, so I I read the IMDb description. You got that right? Yeah. Okay. So, uh, what Dutch does in this episode is. Um, He gets a bunch of calls from uh, that serial killer's mother, Frances, uh, whatever. Uh, And he goes to the house and uh, he's like, what's up? And she's like, like, I didn't call you. And he's like, you seem nervous. She's like, I didn't call you. Uh, You have to leave. And he's like, okay. So he leaves. And then at nighttime, uh, there's fireworks going off in Dutch's uh, garbage can. And he goes out and there's fireworks and there's like clothes in the garbage can. He's like, what the fuck's going on? And then the next day, the serial killer kid, Uh, comes into the police station and he files a missing persons that his mom is missing. So Dutch puts him through the interrogation and uh, Dutch knows immediately that the kid is trying to set this... The kid is trying to set Dutch up for basically the murder of his mother and Dutch goes in and says, you murdered your mother, didn't you? And you're trying to pin it on me, aren't you? And the kids are like, no... He's like, why would I do that? That's crazy. <clears throat> and so that's, that's basically <clears throat> what they do with Dutch in this episode. Is, uh, this is coming to a head where Dutch is just like, I really think this kid did it. Um, and that he is a serial killer. But uh, whatever. Uh, so that's what happens with Dutch. And Claudette's there for most of that. And then Dutch, Claudette has one thing later. Uh, big takes from this. Corinne goes into witness protection. Corinne cuts her own deal with ice deals and uh deals. So Claudette goes to uh Laurie Holden and she's like, Corinne wants witness protection. And laurie Holden's like, Well you guys do it. And uh Claudette's like no no. She says Vic Mackey is yours now. You took him on. You do this. Uh and uh she's like Alright. So they put Corinne in witness protection from Vic. Uh and they don't tell him that. Well yeah uh, that, that
1: that would be the idea
2: yes but it, yeah the witness protection is from vic not from other people so <laughs> yeah, i know but, but they... it's like it'd be like going
1: all right mafia we're gonna put this guy into witness protection mm-hmm. just so you know so you're wondering well, where, where where are they
2: well because vic asks a bunch he's like where's my family and they said we had to for protection he's like well when am i gonna see them?" and they're like soon vic we'll we'll get you in there soon pal just uh, a lot of things in the you know what i mean so corinne's in witness protection she's gone yep you don't see the family very much anymore uh what else has i I put some dude has a rattlesnake as a pet and i thought that was a weird thing to have in this episode rattlesnake strange Mm -hmm. uh but here's what really here's shane calls vic and it's just like i need a hundred thousand dollars or i'm going to tell them everything you did. He's like, I am finally going to do it. I will tell them everything. Uh, And Vic's like, I don't care. And Shane's like, Mara's going to go to jail because she had to shoot someone to protect me. And Shane's like, do you not care? And Vic's like, I don't care. Said, Shane, I got immunity friend. (laughs) And Shane's like, no, you didn't. And He's like, yeah. He's like, I don't give a shit what you think. I'm retired now. I got, I work for federal agents you do whatever the fuck you feel like Shane He said, I'm going to, I'm just going to keep being me. And Shane goes, "Uh Oh, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, Cause what Shane basically is feeling is. Mara is going to get arrested. What, what's Shane, well, feeling? And, and Shane feels that Mara is going to be arrested forever because of this. And Vic actually makes a point. He's like, He's like, well, when Mara gets arrested and then they, t- they kill you because you tried to kill a cop, uh, he's like, don't worry. I will go visit your children and uh, on their birthdays every year and I'll let them know exactly who you are. And Shane's like, you can't do that. He said, Mackie, <laughs> what are you doing to me? He said, we were brothers. And Mackie said, we were once. Uh, So uh, Vic really r- kind of rubs it into Shane. He's like, not only is your wife going forever but you will be dead and i will be visiting your children i think he said something like something so crazy he's just like especially that daughter of yours i'm gonna visit her teen it's something like that you're just like whoa you're like "Vip, (laughs) what are you talking about pal um so shane's just like i don't really like that shane goes to a convenience store and uh he's like can i get a pack of those pens Pack smokes and the girl's like okay and shane puts down like a and the girl's like, that's way too much. He's like, how old you are you? And she's like, 16. He's like, he's like, too young to be working. He said, you take that money. He said, you go have some fun, girl. And she's like, okay, thanks. And you're like, Shane being creepy. Shane's not being creepy, Jared. Mm-hmm. Shane's got something else he's got to do. So Shane goes home. And do you know what Shane does? He calls a family meeting. Yeah. Should I explain this or should I leave this one
1: for the people out there? <laughs> how how dark is it? How dark is
2: it? On the black omete? Yeah. It's uh eight? it's a dark, dark gray. Is it full black? No. Yeah. But it it's it's pretty dark. Yeah. Pretty dark.
1: Is it uh, some uh, Chris Benoit action?
2: <laughs> I think this was a little cleaner than that. <clears throat> no. This was a little bit more caring, I I believe. So, uh, yeah, yeah, it's uh, I I wasn't, I was kind of like, is this where this is gonna go? But I always assume that because, like, when I watch movies with Andy, I'm like, I'm, you know, how I would end this? And she's like, would they all kill each other and then kill themselves? And I was like, yeah, probably. She's like, you always think that. And I was like, yeah,
1: I know. So, like, when I was watching, Andrea should be concerned.
2: Yeah, she is, she is, she's uh, fighting for a life against me, right. Yeah, she's like she's she's dodged with that kid. She's like, I marry a serial <laughs> or is it something something else? Some end of some spectrum, Jarrett. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, like when I was watching, it, I was like, is this just me doing the thing that I do all the time? And then I was like, oh, OK, <laughs> uh, but it is uh, it is very striking what happens with Shane. Uh, and then basically what happens is uh, the federal agents hate Vic. They don't yeah. want anything to do with him. They don't want the, like, maniac law enforcement yeah. guy working for him. They they want nothing to do with this guy, but uh, they do bust the cartel. And then there's a, there's a really fun, like, span away as they're leaving where it's at. It's him being in, uh, interviewed by the news. He's like, I was integral. I mean, he's like, this was my idea. Yeah. He's like, "I approach the federal agents, and you're just like, "An ass is Veda. Ass is this Veda guy. Ass is Veda. Uh, you're like, this guy. Um, Vic goes back to the barn, and Ronnie is distraught, and uh, so for an episode, the federal agents are like, "You can't tell Ronnie that we are going to arrest him." And they're like, "If Ronnie rabbits, it will void your immunity." And it's like, so even if you don't tell him and he runs it'll avoid it. And there was this big thing, like midway through the season, Ronnie's like, Vic, he's like, let's go to the goat farm that we were going to set up for. uh... Let's run away (laughs) To the goat (laughs)
1: farm, Vic. You and and me. In Mexico.
2: Ronnie's such a a good guy. He's just like, Vic, let's go. He's like, let's just run away. They know. He's like, immunity's never going to. Vic's like, nah, just wait it out. Let's Just Just wait it out, Ronnie. Yeah. Just wait it out, Ronnie. So Vic goes back. Ronnie's still there. And, uh, distraught and got him and uh ronnie's like did you hear so Claudette pulls vic up into I heard everything you said during your uh immune and she's like but did you know about this and she just puts puts uh puts the picture of shane and his family out. and she's like did you know that this is something you did also and she's like you're the worst one ever (laughs) she's like out of all the cop killers and all these she's like it's you vic you are not the shield, and then it goes yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't do that yet, but uh, so Vic is very distraught. So they they let him simmer with that because they know they can't touch him. So Vic gets up and he starts to walk out, and then Claudette and Vic goes take Gardaki, and then the SWAT team comes in to arrest Ronnie, and uh, Vic is like Ronnie, and uh, Ronnie's getting arrested, and uh, and then they like they tell Ronnie they're like Vic uh, got a mute. Dutch says and he's like Vic got full immunity but uh doesn't look like you were included in that Ronnie. And Ronnie's like Vick. he's like we were going to run away together. <laughs> he's like I told you. He's like I wanted to run. He's like how did this to me Vic? Uh and then Ronnie is arrested. And you go, man, was this worth it? And then Vic shows up the next day to uh the ICE agency and he says, I'm ready to get out there. Uh you just tell me what you need. I'm going to hit the streets. I'll do my thing. And they go, no, no, no. No, 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 Vic. They say, we took on this big burden that is you, this, like, curse that is Vic Mackey. But we're not going to play your game. Here's what you're going to do. You're going to sit here at this desk, and you're going to analyze gang crime reports, And you're going to write a report every single day on an an analysis on what is going on on the street because you have that insider information to break. So you're going to write us a report every single day and your immunity deal has something like 38 months on it. So they're like, for two and a half years, you will sit here every day and you will write a report. You do not get a gun. You have a dress code now. You have to wear a suit and tie and you are not on the street. He's like, "Ah, I don't really do death. I don't really do suits and ties. And they're like, they're like, okay, sure. They're like, you don't have to shoot, but that's a a violation of your immunity. And he goes, okay. And uh, he's at his desk. He's working overtime. He's working late. He's getting walked around by nature. Vic. Uh, he's
1: being walked away by what? Uh, and Like a human resources
2: person. They're yeah. like, this is where you have your, and this is where you clock in. And Vic is just like, I am not about this life. He says, I don't know. But he sits at his desk. He puts puts up his picture of Corinne and the kids, and he says, "Hey, when I, when am I gonna find out where?" Yeah, we'll tell you soon. And Vic goes, "Okay." And so he's working there late, and he sees some uh, cop cars drive by with the lights on, and he uh, opens up his little file safe with his personal gun because they're like, "No guns on here." He's like, "This is my personal." So he opens up. He gets his personal. And he sees the he sees the lights of. The- he walks out and then it goes cha, cha, cha. Yeah. A little softer now. Mm-hmm. It's actually just a hard cut to black.
1: It's, it's, it's not a symphonic.
2: Da, 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 yeah. No, it's a, it's just a hard cut to black and then produced by Michael Chickles. Mm-hmm. But then also created by those other dudes.
1: Those other peeps.
2: And Jarrett, that is the weird and wacky.
1: That is The Shield. The Tale of Farmington. The
2: Tale of Farmington. And all of the things that uh, that come with that. Mm. So uh, how was it for you, Jared?
1: <laughs> You're the big Shield boy. Living, living through your living. Uh, choppy Discord uh, recap. It was great. Was it pretty bad just now? Yeah. Yeah. It's been, it's been a rough one. I don't know all what's All time worse?
2: Well, well, we'll do a hard reset.
1: Yeah, we'll start again. I think it, yeah, uh, I think have to start episode one, season one again.
2: Oh, of the Shield.
1: Yeah, no start problem. Reca- yeah, start recapping it.
2: No problem. I'll hit it anytime you want.
1: No. Well, the real yeah. question though with RJ is uh, how are you? Uh, are you a Shield boy? Are you, are you I have geek? recovered from yeah. season
2: three. Yeah, uh, I am a Shield boy. No. Um, and here, here's what I say. I think I mentioned Pod, but uh, I
0: think you mentioned uh, it.
2: Well, I, there there was like times where you'd be like, ah, oh, it's like ten, like in the summer, we're like ah, oh, it's like ten. I'll I'll watch like an episode or something, and then it it, it somehow was like two a.m. and I was like, what the? It's like did I watch like four episodes just now? I was like, how did that, that happen? That's its power. It is, uh, it is very draw. The shield, you could say many things, but the shield is very like, annoying. like, uh, they do hook you pretty which I think is like a procedural thing too. Like, it's a well-made show. Mm-hmm. Uh, is it also ridiculous? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. hundred <laughs> percent. I had no idea that it was a show.
1: The, the, uh, the, the, the darkness that it would bring into your life.
2: But it's like junk food. Sometimes you, like I know Burger King is bad in Arby's, but I'm I still want it.
1: Mm-hmm. You know so, what I mean? Oh, it's so bad.
2: I still, I still want no. that Arby's. Oh, so, yeah. uh, so that's all well and good, but um, excellent. No, yeah the the shield the shield is good. The shield is good stuff. Is it going to be for everybody? I really doubt it. Uh, I mean, but cool. uh, I think if you're into police procedurals, it's definitely a, it's
1: a like, it's you, you got to watch it. It's a twist.
2: Yeah, it's a it's a must watch for uh, the police procedural uh, crew. So but, okay, um,
1: if you were like if it was a presentation to somebody, you're like, hey which cop show from the 2000s should I watch? Should I watch The Shield or The Wire? I would ask them,
2: I'd say, have you ever heard of uh, Happiness and Gummo? Mm-hmm. And if they said yes, I would direct them to The Shield. Yeah. And I'd say, hey, do you like Disney movies? And I'd say, okay, go to The Wire. I don't think those people would like The Wire at all, though. No, they wouldn't. I was trying to think of like a, a hard split between Gummo and Happiness. And I was like, I guess Disney. But Okay, no. Gummo and Happiness is the shield crowd. Uh well, how would you describe the wire crowd?
1: I mean the wire's really good. Like the wire's they're, they're, really they're both good. really good. Um I mean yeah, the Shakespeare crowd? Uh <laughs> the Shakespeare crowd. The Shakespeare crowd? They, they, they might also be in the gummo. Uh the Kubrick crowd? Yeah, still, they they might have there's a crossover there. I mean
2: Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, know. I mean they're they're both really good shows. Like I do like the the wire I do actually believe is that is prestige television Which without very, a doubt
1: yeah it's a very polished show but i mean there's a, and it's supposed last, to that that's last, what it's trying to do i mean uh for all it's, for all its uh positives i mean that last season of wire is not so hot
2: yeah i uh mcnulty
1: tracking like pretending to be a serial killer is like
2: right yeah silly. season five of the wire is a little but i mean season season three or four the ed system one that one's pretty good Oh, four that one's
0: good I, think it's I four. mean
2: season one one two three and four are all good oh well, yeah one one's
1: very good w- w- yeah ones once you let once you let the first season roll into you and you start going oh but I think so many shows are kind of like that now
3: oh yeah but when it yeah. came
1: along it was kind of like oh because then there's the 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 f- fuck sequence that a lot of people really got excited over in season mm. one of yep. the wire and then uh season two is the about about union politics on, on the docks the docks yeah, yeah. frankie yeah. and mm-hmm. then you got, i think it's season three which is like the the stringer bell season so yes that's good yeah, yeah. stuff and then season and then four, four is, the is about ed the system. is the ed system which is like a great piece of television right there yes. and then season five is kind of like oh yeah well it all can't be perfect tying up,
2: tying up loose ends yeah yeah i would i would say I, i've used coin analogies a lot today i don't know
1: coins the wire the coins the
2: wire and the shield are uh, two sides of a coin where prestige caught procedural you got the wire <laughs> junk food trash caught procedural you got the shield both very good it's like going out for a steak and then getting like a bag full of cheeseburgers i like both of those things <laughs> equally both of those things are exactly what i want yeah i do want to have a nice steak dinner sometimes but also I am not opposed to getting like 10 cheeseburgers and just eating them in my truck like an ass.
1: like chugging. So like
2: Well, exactly. So uh, that that was how, that's how I would describe. It. Do you like junk food or do you like fancy food? It's they're both good. Undeniably. If well, you I mean, say uh, you don't like one of those, you're lying. a a good
1: a, but, good a good individual should like both those things.
2: Exactly. Exactly. I I like I'd like to go get dolled up and go out for a steak one night, but I would also like to just go for for some dirty burgers with yeah. the boys. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I would describe it. Both good in their own worlds. And, uh, just you, things to RJ, be enjoyed.
1: question is, what do you really
0: crave? Um,
1: gelato? There, 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 you. What was the answer you were looking for? <laughs> it's like, dirty, dirty burger. Dirty
2: yeah, burger. dirty. Yeah, I mean, it is the, like, I, I do really like, like having it, a dinner but it's like I don't need to do
3: mm-hmm.
2: I would but you know it's something I can do all the time and I can afford and it's easy bunch of dirty burgers <laughs>
3: <laughs> so yeah
2: the, what a wild ride with the shield
1: there, there you go folks it's over you're free
2: yeah until Jarrett gets a Paramount Plus account and then not only will you have me be me discussing oh. episodes
1: We'll lock that behind the Patreon, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, that'll be no, a no, Nobody wants that fucking Trek shit. And
0: <laughs> what well, people do? One person did. Yeah. Bill. Bill Martin. Yeah, and that's fine.
1: Is Steven's brother. Who? Steve's brother, Bill. The? No.
0: The Bill, the? Are you got any news for us? Fuck, no.
1: It's all in the Discord. You want news, go to the Discord. Where the scoops can be find out about how um, Batgirl directors believe Brendan Fraser gave an Oscar-worthy performance in shelved DC movie. Of course. Or my it's favorite like... headline, Spider-Man 3 is an anti-hero superhero film, actually.
2: Isn't that the best movie uh, news resource, that website? Isn't hey, that the... Best
1: the, one? the the writer skills is just going to be getting back to work maybe here soon. and then I still believe those writers were working
2: this whole time, except for like the Marvel. They're, they're working on passion projects this whole time, for sure.
1: Potentially.
2: They'll have nothing but scripts. Or not. Or nothing.
1: <laughs> maybe they've just been <laughs> picketing. They've been picketing and then when they go home, they go watch the, uh, I don't know, Dirty Burger shows.
2: Oh, yeah. Those guys love trash TV, without
1: yeah, a
0: doubt. Absolutely. Without yeah. a doubt.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe they'll be able to afford food again. <laughs> that The, the Rock doubtful. doesn't buy for them.
2: He won't, though. The Rock and Oprah will just ask you to pay for it. Yeah. Them. That's, donate, that's donate guys. Hey,
1: your money goes a lot further than ours.
2: <laughs> that's, that's what they say. They yeah. say, listen, guys, we're going to set this up. That's what we'll do.
1: It's and a it's, tale as old as time.
2: It takes a village to take care of each other. So we'll set up the institution. That's our. That's how we'll lift the. But uh, yeah, you guys go do what's right. That's right. That's right.
1: Excellent. Well, we got a movie to talk about. Do we? One of those steak mignon types of films. Do Filet we? mignon.
2: Oh. Well, this is no. This is kind of like a beef steak. Is it? Well, it's not Italian.
1: It is French.
2: But it is insatiable.
1: It is. It's true. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, so uh, after the break, um we're gonna go for a joy ride. A what? People might get hurt. But we'll get that immunity deal, don't you worry. <laughs> Up in the morning, it's on the dance And little white clouds like a gambling lens And I am a breathless over you And the red-breasted robin beats his wings As the throat it trembles
3: when he sings For he is a helpless bid you
1: And the happy hood bluebells bow. Down a heavy
3: by the early morning, at the whispering stream at the bubble and the fishes leap up to take a look for they are breathless over you. Still, your hands, still, your heart, still, your face comes shining through and all
1: the morning. And we're back. This is the Criterion Creeps podcast, and tonight we're talking about Breathless from 1960, directed by Jean-Luc Godard. Mm -hmm. No tagline for this film, RJ, but a synopsis Mm. from Letterboxd. A small-time thief steals a car and impulsively murders a motorcycle policeman. Wanted by the authorities, he attempts to persuade a girl to run away to Italy with him. That's the movie. Okay, sorry, James. Yeah, you know you know about Breathless. Have you seen Breathless before?
2: <laughs> uh, I do have a description of how I was made aware of Breathless, but I don't know if I should mention it now or later.
1: And you could bring it up right now.
2: So I got Breathless uh, by John Criterion, um, or what I mean is I got John Criterion by Breathless. So. Uh, You know, early days before we started this podcast and uh, Mm -hmm. it was kind of like, Jared's like, I got like 8,000 Criterion movies. I was like, oh, that's cool. I got like 10. Uh, I was like, I got like 10 of them. And uh, one of the ones I owned that I got from one of those uh, sales Mm -hmm. um, was Breathless in the nice orange and black case. And
1: uh, In a a time when you would have (laughs) spent money that you earned real a movie like breathless
2: hard earned money at the time inflation wasn't as bad so i believe the blu-ray that i got on the half off or whatever was like 25 bucks maybe something like that right so uh i got it for 25 bucks and uh i had it and the reason i bought it was uh you know like a young chap you cruise the criterion website you're just like hey what's going on
1: on here (laughs) You tip your uh, flat cap a little bit. You go,
2: mm, mm, mm. you say, "What kind of high, uh, high yeah. artisan cinema is have on a, this?" Uh, have,
1: have a have a pull off the old vape pen.
2: <laughs> you went, had a pepperoni fedora, <laughs> and uh, yeah, you cruise and you go, well, "What's what are the kids watching out there? What are those guys watching?" And uh, uh, you know, Breathless gets talked about quite a bit. <clears throat> some, and, uh
1: some many even say that this is uh one of the best films ever made i'm ever sure made. they
2: do i'm
1: sure they do uh, a bout do... de souffle
2: a <laughs> uh i only ever see the uh the <laughs> links to the new french or french new wave but uh, i'm sure there are a lot of people mm-hmm. that this is the best movie ever made um so i bought this thing I did not watch it, and then we started this podcast, and I continued (laughs) not to watch it. As many people know, once we started this thing, the thought of watching a Criterion movie out of order, not even the order, but like the thought of watching something and then having to watch it again, potentially years later, didn't seem like a nice thing. (laughs) So I never watched it. And then the the farther and farther we got into this Criterion Gambit that we're on here, uh, the more and more I was looking,
0: less I was forward. not
2: looking less forward into watching this thing. The more and more we watched, I was like, I see this thing on my shelf, and I would go, "Breathless is coming."
1: Imagine a world where this was spine twelve.
2: A, it's entirely different ballpark, uh, like game my viewpoint, your viewpoint could have been entirely different. And oh, I don't oh, even know what you think of this movie yet. And you don't know what I think, but I'm just saying it would yeah. have been a whole different world. Okay. It would have been international and potentially mm-hmm. global if uh, some had asked, but uh, yeah, this thing's been sitting on my shelf laughing at me for seven years now. And uh, I think it was like a month ago. You're like, breathless is coming up. And I was like, breathless, son of a bitch.
1: I, said, I want I to mention, was... RJ, that uh, you did miss an opportunity to watch a 1980s remake of Breathless.
2: I didn't miss an opportunity to, the, to do that. I chose not to do
1: that. What have what you got against uh, Richard Gere?
2: You know what I got against Richard Gere. You know what he did to me. I'm oh. not going to repeat it.
1: Okay.
2: He knows what he did, and you know now, what
1: you did. That the <laughs> matter is closed.
2: It's matter is closed. Did you watch that movie?
1: It was an NDA. I've seen the movie before. I didn't watch it this week, though. Oh, okay. Is it called Breathless? Yeah. From
2: 1983. American maid or?
1: American. American maid? From America.
2: Who is uh, the lady in the movie? Can't remember. Uh, I bet it was uh, someone like
1: uh, No, It's no Gene Seberg, I can tell you that much. Oh,
2: did she have a short haircut in that film? Valerie Capriskie? Oh yeah, Valerie Kaprisky, Re- sure the, the, the the
1: the pixie haircut.
2: Yes, the
1: pixie. So French, so oui.
2: French. Oh we, oui. oh.
1: Uh, so yeah, yeah no, it's, it's uh. If I'm looking up the photos. No, no, she does not have that haircut. Yeah, it's okay. uh, it's it's an '80s do. Okay,
2: okay. It's
3: not a bad haircut.
1: It's just it's not the iconic. There's, there's a reason why. Uh, People don't talk about this movie too much, but hey, or the 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 eighty three remake. But I've yes. seen it; it's fine. Um, yep. Okay. we're not here to talk about that. We're here to talk about Breathless. Yeah. Um So if you can check out, um over on my Letterboxed, um I've got this movie tagged up. There's a lot of tags for this movie. It's on a lot of lists. I um, also note worthily. It is um on uh, Roger Ebert's great films list. It was in my first introduction to it. Would have really been Danny Perry's cult movies list, and uh, this is back to back first feature films by uh, by filmmakers in black and white because we got this this week and last week we had Melanoche from uh, Gus Vincent. What about oh, next week? Them- thematics. Uh, next week, Days of Heaven, baby. Uh, that's that uh, that's got feature? Richard Gere in it, and yeah, I uh, know. and that movie is really good.
2: It's local, is why it's so good.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah.
2: So we'll, we'll talk about,
0: about that, that next week. Next yeah. Yeah. Next week. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. So, anyways, Breathless, boilers. Uh, How I feel about Breathless the same way I feel about Seven Samurai.
2: Interesting. Yeah. Interesting.
1: Where it's like interesting. Uh, it, where I'm kind of like, eh. <laughs> like I don't know. Okay. I, I've I've never been caught up in Breathless even. Uh if we had watched this in twenty sixteen when I watched mm-hmm. this last, uh it's been never a movie that's grabbed me uh all that much. Okay. And uh I, I actually don't have this criterion at all. Uh I gotta lend a, you mine. Well, that's okay. No, I have and so this is the thing about my review talking about what is a scumbag, because mm. that word does not appear in the version that we watched on the channel or on oh, I'm okay. not I'm not sure if you watched your uh, finally you watched your blu-ray. I
2: prefer not to say. I I cannot recall.
1: Okay. So because it doesn't have a... uh <laughs> 1.5 speed rj?
2: Uh I cannot recall. I prefer not
1: to say. Uh, so I own <laughs> I watched <laughs> the my well my original copy was the Fox Lorber region 1 DVD that came out in 2001. That is the copy of Breathless which I have. Okay. Uh and in that at the end of the movie um when uh michael uh calls her says it's disgusting and then uh, Patricia asks, "What did he say and then the the dude goes he said, "You're a real scumbag and she turns to the camera and goes, "What's a scumbag and that's what, that's where my review comes from is the in reference to the two thousand one translation wow. of this film, which was inaccurate what was
2: what was really said
1: well, now it's about uh makes me want to puke.
2: Yes. Okay. That's what the Criterion channels was was. Yeah. He said he you make him want to puke.
1: Yeah. But not not the version I recall now with my reference to a scum that you recall. Yeah. So anyway,
2: I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll lend you the Blu-ray uh, God, with, no, with the essay and the booklet and all those good things people love. I'll lend it to you I'll, and you can, let you, you can dig into it. I'll let you treasure that. I'll let you no, treasure no, no, it. no, no, no. I, 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 I insist. No, 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 no. That cannot be for one person only. You must be sure.
1: Yeah. Uh, yeah, there's like a whole section on the Wikipedia of Breathless about the closing dialogue. Ah, uh, so what's this movie about? What's, what's, what's the know. plot? It's probably the most uninteresting part of this movie. Um, it's about a guy named Michael. He's a young man who uh, kind of has sculpted himself over, like, movie types of masculinity, I guess. He's really into that Humphrey Bogart, which I was thinking about while watching this. It's like, huh, so this movie was made today. You'd have a guy who is really basing himself on an actor who's like like an old man actor whose heyday was like I don't know, fifteen years earlier, twenty years hmm. earlier. What actor would that be in tw- in two thousand three? Who's like an old man actor? Daniel Day Lewis? Maybe? No, 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 no. Like I in can't... in terms of like what a young man would be like. Yeah, oh, I really want to be right. like. Who's like who is the actor in two thousand three? You Robert, you know the answer? Bro-
2: Robert Bronzy.
1: Oh no, RJ! No,
2: not Robert
1: Bronzy. Dead, dead. I think imagine like being like I really want to be like the gangs of New York guy.
2: Yeah, Robert Bronzy.
1: Robert, are Bronzy. you thinking of uh, John C. Riley? John C. Riley, he's a tough guy. He's in gangs of New York. Or being into Tom Cruise, I guess. Like imagine some guys like I would be Tom Cruise. Yeah, but there are okay. people who do that. They do like uh like Tom Cruise cruises. And then they, they wear, like, the aviator glasses. Tom Cruise, Cruise and they, uh, Booze and they, Cruise. And they, yeah, and then they pretend to be uh, Top Gun. Maverick? Yeah. They have, it's like a Maverick thing. I mean, that's yeah. what I assumed this would be, is this guy who's like, I'm going to be like Maverick. Yeah. And then they, all they do is quote Tom Cruise. Imagine that guy. And you have Michael. Oh, I'm imagining it. Yeah. So anyways, he also steals cars. Um, so the movie kicks off in Marseille. Which I knew a French guy from Marseille who uh, wound up living here for a while. Uh, Did you? We called him Frenchie. Wow. Uh, and, and he wanted to go by Frenchie, too. I doubt it. He, 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 peculiar fellow, that John. Anyways, he talked about uh, Marseille, and he said it was a real shithole. Hmm. Um, I don't know where he lives now these days, actually. So anyways, it I think is, of that, because it, it shows up here a little briefly here. It shows up in French Connection. So I just go, oh, Marseille. But hey. Michael, he's mm-hmm. uh you have this like bit where he's driving down the road and he's like kind of singing a little bit and you're like, Oh, is this some Godardian uh, antics where there, there's there's not gonna be there's gonna be some uh it's like the credits of a film that you're watching mm-hmm. of him be singing the song, but you're nope, nope, there's a score. There's a real score. And you get his ongoing commentary of driving down the road, talking about picking up hitchhikers, um, and then deciding against it. He's verbalizing a lot. And then eventually he runs a, um, uh, a police stoppage and mm-hmm. he blows through it. Some motorcycle cops come chasing after him. He pulls off. Uh, there's a problem with the car engine. Of course, it's a, there's no key in there. Mm-hmm. And then one of the cops doubles back and they find him. And the guy just, and he produces a gun, shoots the cop dead and it's with some jump cuts. That's mm-hmm. what you blast <laughs> him. Blast him. Blast him. So mm-hmm. he goes running through the field. And finds his way to Paris. Oh well, what does he do in Paris? Well and that's like the first ten minutes of the movie. You're like, wow, mm-hmm. this pace is never going to relent. <laughs> so, anyways, he gets there and he starts like looking for uh his his girls that he's got mm-hmm. all over the country you're I'm sure. Um he steals some money from one uh dancer. I think she's a dancer. Uh, He swipes her money off of her. He takes off. And then, of course, he hooks up and finds uh, uh, Patricia, uh, played by Gene Seberg. She's the one you see on the posters and all the images and stuff like that. Uh, She's an American in Paris. And she's, Mm. um, I don't know. American werewolf in Paris? Yeah, kind of like it. Okay. So she's a student and she wants to be a a journalist. And Mm. she's working for the New York Herald Tribune, uh, selling papers on the boulevards of Paris.
3: Mm. And anyway, so like
1: these two have some like, uh, they've, they've clearly have hooked up before. Uh, a lot of these yeah. ladies, they're all into the bad boy of this guy. Oh. Why? I, I don't know. I, I don't I'm not exactly sure.
2: It's kind of like how people say they're into me as the bad boy host yeah. of this it, podcast. It's, it's,
1: it's the confidence, RJ. It's all about the confidence. <laughs>
2: Who do you know more confident than this guy? This guy, right here. Yeah, you know about this guy.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Anyway, he's um hitting her up, and there's a lot of walking and talking.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a big fan of walking and no. or talking.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. Uh. So anyway, she's kind of like non-committal on this guy. She sees him as sort of just like you know a bit of fun. Um, there's this other guy that she's also seeing that, uh, she has not consummated, uh, their relationship, I guess. He hasn't done what? Consummated. Okay. Yeah. Uh, which, cause the guy, he's just like, ah, we'll, we'll get around to that, my dear. Hmm. Well, you, you know about the French, RJ?
2: The, I know about the French, but do you?
1: Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe not. As well
2: Have you as been I, made aware of them?
1: Um, but with this film, Mm -hmm. with this film, so anyways, we get some, uh, some Godardian action where a good, like, I don't know, third of the movie, uh, takes place in a room Mm -hmm. with this couple hanging out, chatting, Mm -hmm. um, it's the Godard that you know and love, and if you like that, there's, there's a bit of that in here, they converse, she, she talks about how she's pregnant, Mm. Um, he pretends to strangle her as a game to make her laugh. couple things. coupley things, RJ. Classic. Um, but it's only a matter of time until she, uh, she finds out that Michael is on the run for killing a cop. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we get a uh, little Hitchcockian reference of Godard showing up in his own movie, and you're, you're, you're the idea is he's looking at a newspaper clipping of this, like, I don't know, glamour shot of the actor. And Mm -hmm. Godard's, like, man on the street's, like, looking suspicious over at this guy wearing a a fedora and sunglasses and go, oh, yeah, that's the guy. I to. That's movies. That's movie magic. Yeah. Uh, There's this uh, detective who's looking for uh, Michael as well, who, when he first appears, this man's got, like, the the worst suit you've ever seen. Describe it. it. it's, It's shabby. It is a shabby outfit. Okay. He has a completely better one, uh in the next scene he appears in. Okay. For some reason.
2: Uh it's movie magic, Jared. It's uh one of those things indeed.
1: uh it is indeed movie magic. Um uh, mm-hmm. we do we do see um uh Patricia do do go on uh assignment. She does some interviewing with uh I don't even know who it is. It's like this deep voice man. <laughs> like mm-hmm. and I don't know, commentary. It seems very European, <laughs> and so Excellent. anyway, she she bails. She she's she she gives him up to the cops, mm-hmm. and uh, she feels bad about it. Uh, he runs away from the cops. He gets shot in the back. He goes quite a distance with the clearly of being shot in the spine, um, and then he like collapses perfectly in a crosswalk, mm-hmm. and, and that's where we get the end of her running over to him and. He kind of like closes his own eyes as he dies. <laughs> um, We've all been there. It's all it's all with a wink, you know. It's yeah. about the love of cinema. Yep. Uh,
2: but We've and all that's been
1: there. that's the plot. <laughs> Crime <laughs> doesn't pay.
2: I heard you watch it for the plot.
1: That's what you that's, you watch it for. I don't know. People watched this back in 1960, and it it blew their fucking minds because movies simply didn't exist this way. This movie was the. Uh, uh, I don't know, it's young people in love. It's this is the up and coming youth youths uh being projected into a, a real uh space, uh on location, uh talking about contemporary things. Uh it feels un- incredibly unscripted. It, it it isn't like I don't know, traditional dialogue in a movie. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just these two people hanging out, um very contemporary. And it's like all oh, with this weird trappings of crime over top of it, uh, and it's like so uh, kind of dumped onto it, like it's, it's like a joke. They uh, they did what to it? It's dumped on top of it all. It's oh, like okay. the, the the framework is placed over top, RJ, of okay. uh, the, the the crime gangster story, um, and it's like oh, who cares about that? This is the way people live. This is about life. Cinema, it is vital. Is the, it is life. It, 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 it beats, and you you can must let it out. It is cinema like that. No. Yeah.
2: Okay. Tell me
1: more about French people. French the French. I yeah. don't know. Well, uh, in this movie, mm-hmm. I'm I'm, just, I'm looking for uh, what the reception of this was uh, when it came out, like at the time. Yeah, but but it, it, I mean ongoing, like from a, from this point forward. I mean, this is a movie that I think. Film kids definitely watched a lot of young audiences were enraptured with it completely. I mean, this was Godard's first movie. Um, It set him up in a way that I think he kind of hated (laughs) because he really rejects like this type of, like, this is like a pretty straightforward movie when you compare this uh, to like uh, a woman is a woman when he starts getting really formal and he really starts getting into uh, his Maoist communist stuff. Mm -hmm. Uh, in the late 60s and through the 70s. This is this is uh, the appealing Godard. This is the stuff that people who are 18-year-old aspiring filmmakers were appointed to, or, you know, recommended and aimed at watching. So this is, the, if you want to watch movies, this is what you can accomplish with, like, limited resources. All you need is a couple people, an idea, and uh, bring some energy to your editing, sound, et cetera. Uh, so this is a a big movie, I think, for that reason historically speaking but i've always found that i don't know it's not for me it seems just kind of like a fine movie it's not terrible um but there's a lot of movies that have come along since breathless and i don't know if uh outside of the historical uh aspect if, if if breathless is as relevant as it once was for uh for young filmmakers, because I feel like this is a movie for filmmakers. I don't know if a lot of like general audiences or people who don't have any interest in movies are going out of their way to watch Godard in the first place or watching mm-hmm. Breathless. I think Jules and Jim is a far superior movie. Um, Jules and Jim is pretty good. It's pre- yeah, it's pretty great. I think it does everything a little bit better. Um, and this is like his like first run at it, and it's like good for that, I suppose. But
2: mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, why do you think that it gets recommended so much to these
1: film, these film Why, shots? why, why it was why, recommended why is to it, them?
2: Yeah, why is it this best movie of all time thing? Why do people say that?
1: I think it's because uh, stodgy old people are still making those lists. I don't think this movie makes those uh, lists anymore. But uh-huh. I mean, if, if if you're looking at like uh, you know your Richard Brody's, your A.O. Scotts, your Roger Eberts, uh, th- th- I mean. Akira Kurosawa cited this movie as one of his 100 favorite films. RJ, did he? It's yeah, and I mean the the people making criterions. This is like totally the this is where Godard belongs. I mean, why sure. not? Why not? We're the ones that uh, are doing this to ourselves, watching um, these particular movies. But yeah, I don't know. It's just an example of like. Uh, I mean, if you're watching things like from a historical narrative of like how film storytelling and development was coming along and the French New Wave Lands has this big influence because you have this in 400 Blows like this is its mm-hmm. companion piece uh, as, along with uh was it that Hiroshio Monomore Hiroshio Monomore which again that movie you never, this... never never been a fan 400 Blows I think is better than these two uh, Monomore and uh, Breathless
2: but where would you rank Breathless between uh, the two of us and Canterbury Tale Above. It's above that stuff. Okay, but where would you rank this between <clears throat> Big Deal on Madonna Street?
1: <laughs> I don't remember that movie. And Madame
2: much de Bouillon? Uh,
1: I think by default, above. Because I don't remember anything about those two movies at this point. Breathless, I will always pretty well remember. Because it's pretty yeah. short and sweet. Um there's like, uh, I mean, again, Jean Seberg uh, is pretty memorable in this. Like, she sure. kind of like typifies this like, yeah, hip youth look that I think a lot of women were probably going out and getting that haircut as a as a uh, response to the popularity of Breathless. Yeah, because it's like, hey, I don't have to have fucking long hair. <laughs> I mean, I, I I think I heard you were talking about cutting my hair. Haircut. Like, I got, that. I got I got the Seberg. Yeah, see yeah. My hair's my hair's pretty long, actually. Comparison. To...
2: Well, come on over. Yeah, I'll nice give it a cup.
1: Yeah, free. Yeah, so it's that. Um, and so yeah, th- there's like there's all these reasons. I get it, but I don't know. At the end of the day, uh, never been one of my favorites. Uh, okay. And, 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 and at this point in our creep, as people might be picking up on, uh, th- these are tough to get through because there's other things we'd rather probably be doing, but. To our guns, we can't let John Criterion win, RJ. Can't let him win. Well, I mean, is he winning though? No, <laughs> he's not. Okay, we're winning the war, RJ. We're winning Dude. that war. It's a lot of battles every week. It's a battle, Dude. Hey, baby. RJ, what did you think of Breathless? Here, what do you think? I thought of breathless.
2: Hearing my story. My story. Of breathless.
1: What do you think? I thought. Think. I think you will think it was all right. Where would I rank this? <clears throat> well, you you started pretty low. Did I though? Because
2: that's where I have four hundred blows, and you said that this was a this was better than four hundred blows or four hundred blows no. is better than this. I think four hundred
1: blows is better than this. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I have four hundred blows between the two of us and uh... Canterbury Tale. Right. <laughs> okay, anyways. Um so my point is this movie's been haunting and laughing at me for like 7 years and uh every every single time I look over there I was just <laughs> like it stands out so much cuz it has a very striking orange and it looks like tiger ice cream tiger ice cream it's uh, orange and black stripes it's very um it's a very striking case, Jared. So, uh, I see it every week when we do this podcast, and it's, it's taunting me. It's always been taunting me. So, I do this on. Did I have this at 1.25 speed? You bet I did. You bet I did. 2.5?
1: One point, one point two five. Okay, there we go. 1.25. <laughs> Not 2.5. I don't know. they haven't even invented 2.5 yet. I don't know point.
3: <laughs> I don't
2: know how fat. What is the yeah. fastest on Criterion channel? Is it 2.0? Two. Two, yeah. Okay. See, in, this is what I've said for a long time. The fact that there is a speed toggle on Criterion, they know. They know. They know. Um, anyways i did have it sped up i think this movie is fine it's uh, i don't dislike it or anything like that and you and me are gonna if we still post it to youtube and we both said that we thought breathless was fine i know we would get torn apart i don't really care anymore at this point but uh it's fine it's got some good stuff in it and i agree with you i do see why uh I could, I mean, there's a lot of movies I can see why people glob onto and they're like, this is it. This is the one. And it's like, yeah, I guess. Like, I can see why you like it, but I don't feel that same way. Or it's a different movie and they have that same opinion and I'm still like, yeah, I guess. But I still don't, like, see it that way. So, like, the difference for me when you is like uh, Seven Samurai, I do really like, but I'm not one of those dudes who's going around there talking about how cinema changed forever because of seven samurai and panos cosmarios. i don't know if he feels like that about seven samurai but right i just thought i just thought to throw that out there um yeah i don't know like there's so much it's one of these one of those movies that is so heavily uh talked about that um Some people, they're going to feed into that and really, really get a lot out of it. And some people are going to go in and just be like, oh, I thought there was going to be more there to that. And uh, I'm kind of in that camp. I was like, I thought it was just fine. But with all of all these things people talk about for breathless and breathless and new French new wave and all this shit. I was like, "I thought there'd be more to it. Like I do. I agree with you a lot. Uh, Jules and Jim is a phenomenal movie. That movie, which is incredible. I don't think
1: I need to actually double check. Is that uh, Godard or is that, is that Godard? Else? <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. It's French. Is the wait, key. no, it's true. Well, you know why? Because it's Truffaut. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's not yeah. Godard. No, but... so, so the so the best. Yeah. So I was going to say, I'm like, I don't think that's right. And then, um, no. So God, Godard's best movie for me would be oh, what's it called? Uh, blah 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 blah. Jesus. I'm just trying to find his biography. Cheese its Cheese it. Just pull um, up your
2: friggin' letterboxd. Go, go click on God, the movie you just shit,
1: watched. Shit blurs for me. So, you know, because a woman is a woman is 61. Breathless. So the movie I was thinking uh, of was, yeah. the, the, the latter day I was thinking of again, the movie I was thinking of was two or three things I know about her, which I do like, but that's kind of like what I was thinking of when I said a woman is a woman, which is this next movie. Mm-hmm. I like to live as good. Okay. um, what about Two to be on Pierrot Le Feu? Actually, mm-hmm. uh, probably a, one of my ones who knows how I'll feel when I revisit it. But Weekend, uh, yeah, is, is pretty cool. It's got some real animal death, though. RJ,
2: yeah, I know. I've, I've heard that. I'm not, I, I don't think I would like that very much. Contempt, which for some reason I thought was a Polanski film. <laughs> That's repulsion, though. I don't know why I got those confused. Masculine, feminine, Alphaville, Band Apart. I think Band uh yeah, band apart, woman is a woman. Fuck we've seen seven true faux films. No. Seven too many, am I right? That's right. <laughs> uh yeah, I don't know. Like um <clears throat> I was expecting more, which is like I don't hold that against this movie. I think I hold that against people. People who fucking overreact about every little thing, and she's like, "Oh, is the is the, it's the spur of the French New Wave is the greatest cinema has ever made?" And you're like, "All right, man. Uh, I thought it was very fine. I thought the main guy is very annoying. Like, <laughs> I mean, he's fine. He's just he's. He is. I don't think I don't think he's supposed to be a likable character. But when I was watching him, I was like." I wish someone else. I, w- I wish this movie was about the girl and not him, because she is likable, and like I wanted to see more about her story. But this guy's like, I'ma smoke these huge camel wide cigarettes, which I I did like that. But uh, he's like, I'ma get some cash. I'ma kill this cop, and I was like, all right, like
1: I'm gonna kill this cop now. You see? You see? And I was like, I hate, all right, whatever. Cops.
2: Whatever. And he's going around, and it's like I get it. Like I I can I do see why people probably really got a lot out of this but uh i don't know. I, I thought it was fine uh, i do like the girl's story and i i can see why people really like gravitate to that because she was kind of like uh uh hip and trendy and probably different for the time and um
1: girl
3: well she's just uh girl on her own she's yeah an,
1: she seems like a pretty believable character though right yeah like, yeah, yeah he is a, a student in paris.
2: where this guy i don't like i know these people exist in real life but this guy i was like i don't buy it. this guy just kills the cop and he's like this con man kind of and i was like i don't really buy it. no. Uh, other than him driving like an asshole i was like yeah i see that every day so like That's i right. understand that.
1: Yeah, but they right uh, on that pizza hut.
2: yeah i thought he was too extreme. And it's like I know that's the point. They're like he oversteps one day, and it's just like he oversteps. He fucking killed the dude for like nothing. And he's like G-. he was just gonna get a traffic ticket. Why? Why did, Why would he kill that guy?
1: <laughs> well, like, he had stolen the car. Yeah,
2: yeah, but
1: well, uh, whatever. There's
2: news, whatever. Anyways, um, I thought Breathless was very fine. There's <laughs> yeah. some stuff that I like about it, and. I see why people glob onto it, but I also don't quite know why. And that's why I asked earlier, I was like, why do you think people love this movie so much? Cause I definitely don't. I'm going to put this under general Idi Amin, uh Dada, because that's... I I think that's a better movie. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But where does this fit between three women contempt and chasing Amy? Or big deal on Madonna Street. I don't know if this is better than Armageddon and The Rock.
1: <laughs> you know what, RJ? I'll I'll let you make that decision for yourself. I'm I'm fine. I I'm know. fine. I'm fine with either option. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. What if I put it right in between Armageddon and The Rock? I, now,
1: I know if uh, if if Joshua Fraser was still listening out there in the world, and he might listen to this episode, Excuse he'll be goodness. so he'll be so mad. He's so mad. I
2: say, "Welcome back, pal." Yeah, it's you like, like you fucking, never what? left.
1: You, you fucking, you fucking people. Mm-hmm. I'm so, you say I'm I sorry. knew I left this podcast for, for a good reason. reason. For good reason. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, not, I,
2: I, I'm happy with my choices.
1: No, we're not hard for Godard.
2: I don't know. I'll take um, Truffaut over Godard. I'll take <laughs> Jules Verne over Godard.
1: Jules Verne.
0: Hey, how
2: did... hey he was is... French. Yeah, and this not as good as ET. I gotta tell you.
1: Well, is that going to be the new tag?
2: Ah, uh, it could be if you wanted it to be.
1: And starting with, uh, I think Melanoche.
2: Oh, it started with my own private Idaho.
1: Is <laughs> where where the the origin was actually. Yeah. Well, now now it can come full circle and bring it out to Melanoche. But just when you're watching a well, Gus Van Sant how many film, star, you how many really star, feel it. How many stars is an E.T.?
2: For me? yeah, E.T. is like a four, four and a half. But uh, I really, the, when I watched it as an adult, I really bonded with it because uh, uh, I got a real animal testing vibe from E.T. and uh, it, it hit uh, on my personal connections. So I don't know if that's going to strike with other people. But I do think E.T. is a Word. good show. So anyways. Yeah, it is okay. It's
3: it's better than breathless.
2: Yeah, it is better than breathless. I could say that
0: 100%. No. Any good
1: quotes for this
0: movie? Uh, Well, there was Taking a
2: Piss in the Sink. That was yeah. a pretty good one.
1: Yeah. It does kind of throw a little shade on uh, Gene Seiber because the way that the subtitle pops up, it's only on him for a half second who's actually saying it. But when you take it, it's like it's her. And she's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to take a piss in the sink right now. She's washing her feet she was washing her feet yeah she was washing her feet in that little that weird sink oh yes and it, yes and he was asking if he could piss in the sink hmm yeah but yeah. The way you it looked it's like she's gonna do it That's yeah, not it like does look like that. no.
2: well there's that and then there was uh there's a lot of talk about the french so it was like just speak american french are cowards they're yellow-bellied they won't say anything and then <laughs> Said the fr- and he says something about the fr- the the dumbest of the French and uh, things like that, all good things. There was also talk about uh, being immortal and dying. It seemed like that's something people would quote quite a bit. Yeah, like his aspirations were to
0: become immortal and then die, or something like that. But um uh. uh you know what I mean? You wanna hear from some people who hate this movie? Yeah, sure.
1: Star Love It. Not to be uh maybe related to John. Do love you it. think it's one and the same? Never again. <laughs> Is that their whole <laughs> thing? That's <laughs> their whole review. Never again. Uh they uh, only <laughs> they, they have uh only logged a few movies, uh four hundred and seventeen in their uh letterbox life they have like a michael Sarah jesus going on in their avatar yes
2: there is a michael Sarah jesus but there's one thing i do really like in their location on like letterbox has where you live like a pin their pin is under your bed your your bed under your bed and i like that favorite films these are things i don't know if we've ever come across brick which is a good movie I like, The Love Witch, Dead Poets, and Run Lola De- Run. Dead Poet Society. Yes, yes. Yeah, those are words. And That'd... Run
1: Lola Run. Yeah, you remember Run Lola Run?
2: I do remember Run Lola Run. It was a. Uh, but, but you see, this it was, slow... it was a little too slow did for you see, me.
1: You see, this shitty little review about Terrifier, though.
2: Yes, I did see that, and I, um... I, I, I wasn't even going to draw attention to it because it's wrong. It's yeah. wrong. I caught it. Yeah. Well. What, it, the review is that they can tell that it's fake, the the gore. And it's like, well, what do you want them to do? Fucking cut a real body in half? Like, hmm. what do you expect?
1: <laughs> hey, what about this? We got Kristoff. The yeah. film didn't have any plot. It was just Belmondo pleading for sex. Accurate.
2: That's the thing, too. Like, this dude is so horned up. It is so uh, unbelievable. Up. No. Unbelievable. Hey, this guy re- watched Breathless pretty recently. Oh, like, shit. in the last month or two. Oh, it's another 300 film account.
1: Okay. Here's the another... New, okay, weird... there's always new people. And then there's... Yeah. What were you going to say? I
2: was going to say another weird medley of favorite films. Vertigo, All About Eve, What's Eating Gilbert Grape, and The Talented Mr. Ripley. Bizarre. Huh.
1: That's, that goes places. That, Bizarre. Quick.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, we got Rick Boy... Half oh, okay. Star, bro, said shut the fuck up and pull your toes out. Fuck this movie.
0: <laughs> Barbie, okay.
2: Apocalypse Now, Funny Games, and The Thing.
1: Okay. It's, uh, oh, here's Heckledon. Half a Star. Got about 15 minutes in before I had to give up because I could feel myself getting angrier and angrier. None of this means anything to me.
2: Is one of and... the craziest. There's more.
1: No, then the rest of it is people just like people well, don't like not. this movie. Sometimes, two hundred and forty-six thousand people have logged this movie though, RJ.
2: Well, let me tell you about Peckledon though, because uh, uh, we this is a rare thing that all of the people who hate none of them have a shared favorite film, which is usually the weird trend. Person like Sakura, Houseu, Battle Royale, Belladonna of Sadness, which is a weird one. But the thing I really want to highlight is they're just <laughs> watching all of the Superman films. Yeah, they are. So uh, they might give Super May
0: a glance. That's right. But uh, they
1: gave a heart to Superman Three. They yes, like sure. it more than Breathless. Hmm.
2: Maybe, Did you see yeah. the review from Volvid Tune? Cock
0: Sikkidem. That's pretty good. Okay.
1: Cock sickled in. I see it now. Cock sickled Oh, this oh. person
2: half starred interstellar and five starred call me by your name. One of the worst takes I've ever seen.
1: <laughs> okay. So I just saw the next page. There's uh here's a series of fuck off. I'm so glad this movie is over. Fuck this movie. What what a fucking snooze fest. <laughs> No wonder it's called breathless. Everyone in this movie is a walking cat. (laughs) I I like that. I guess. That that one's pretty funny. (laughs) Uh, Fucking hate this movie. Sorry, Hernandez. Aw, poor Hernandez. It's probably his fave. We got God, I Hate the French. I'm so <laughs> thick. I'm so sick of pretending these films. I have to watch for uni. Uni are good. Can't do it. Nine year old me done better editing using Windows Movie Maker than Godard did with this shit. I think he just hates cinema. He hates art. He hates good anything. All right, there. Yeah, Jim. that's that's too much. Uh, but that's more. That uh, see, that's that's the the worst is like I could make this better with my phone. Uh, I mean, nah. this is sixty years ago, so fucking relax. But.
2: I do really like, uh, a review I think is very valid is, <laughs> God, I hate the
1: French. That's, uh, uh yeah. incredible. Uh, I'm mean, uh, next page. This movie fucking sucks. It's so boring. And I don't care what revolutionized cinema or invented jump cuts. It made me want to jump off a bridge. This is a pretentious, mind numbing mess. How the fuck are people giving this movie five stars? This shit fucking sucks. Uh, <laughs> I, love, I love That's when perfect. people say fuck. I think a newborn baby can make a better movie. See, that's where you lose me. Okay, yeah. so he wants to fuck. Who gives a shit? Maybe I have to watch this again some other time. It's like, nah, that's true. Yes. Another he is shitty. Insatiable. And then Sarah says, "Another shitty movie by men for men. Breathless, you give me a headache." Uh oh, there's yeah. one here. Here's um that cigarette never left his grasp though. Oh yeah, he movie. was he
2: was ripping darts the whole time, which I I do think is. Pretty admirable. And they they were wide boys, eh? They were big, big fucking blunts.
1: A lot of tobacco. A lot of tobacco.
2: That's the good stuff, Jared. Yes. Not too bad. Very,
0: very good. (laughs) Sorry, I had to clear my throat there. Brando. Do you um, know about Friendos? I do. I do know about yeah. Friendos. Any final
1: thoughts on Breathless?
2: I think we've given Breathless more than enough attention. People love it. They're sex criminals. That's fine. You do your thing, whatever. No.
1: Uh It's offensive. No, but, there's
2: nothing there's nothing yeah. bad about it. It's just not not for me.
1: Yeah. It's not I'm not going to be reaching for Breathless anytime soon with the with yeah. remainder uh years I've got. Be that,
2: you you give me
1: be it fifty years. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not watching this again.
2: It's not as good as ET, but I also think it's not as good as. Do you remember last Creeptober when we watched? uh, Or maybe it was the year before when we watched uh, Exists, the uh, the Bigfoot found footage film. Yeah, Eduardo Sanchez. I think that's better than Breathless.
1: It doesn't have a fucking sick ass Bigfoot chase and dead little Big Deadfoot babies. Bigfoot running for <laughs> Yeah, no, it doesn't
2: have that. It That's doesn't have
1: crazy. any of those. It doesn't have any of those things. That's what a good
2: movie is. So you, Godard, Truffaut, whoever you are, whoever made this movie, whatever, just uh, put Big put Bigfoot in it next time.
0: Uh good stuff. Yeah. Uh, uh, Bigfoot. Classic. Classic. Yeah, I don't know. This is a movie is fine. It's fine. Yep.
1: Cool. Cool. Well. A- after the break, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> we're gonna get spinal by some cops. Cigarette mm. dangling from the lips.
3: Mm. Mm-hmm. Um.
2: My dream car is an El Camino. Do you know how cool El Caminos are? El Camino. Business in the front, party in the back, man. The mullet of cars.
1: Oh. Some, some used to say it was the El Camino of haircuts. I'm
2: going to start saying that. Give El Caminos the credit. Mullets don't deserve it. That's right.
1: You can yeah. email us at criterioncreeps@gmail.com. at gmail.com because we're reading emails next week, you can you talk about I don't know whatever you want to talk about,
2: or you can um, talk about no. We're
1: on like Instagram, that. we're on Facebook, mm-hmm. we're on Letterbox. I'm Jared Duncan. He's Barn Loaf, and hey, starting Sunday, it's Creeptober, and uh, uh, we're we're we're, we're gonna all we're both going to be logging movies, and then I'm going to be messaging RJ saying why aren't you watching more movies. Hey, I watched
2: goes. a ton of movies last.
1: Uh, well, I already know what's going to happen. There's going to there's that weekend that sucks where it's like everybody's birthday and uh, everyone, it's Thanksgiving three three it, and two yeah. two days it derails all of life and it yeah. always makes me sad.
2: Yeah, I know, I know. But hey, last year I did incredible. Was it Duncan numbers? No, but it was. I like doubled one of my. Well,
1: I, the, the, I mean, the question that people should be thinking going in. October is. Can Jarrett do it? Can you? Is can you be the comeback kid? Can he? Can he hit those numbers? So, I mean, so, uh, his his viewings are are all time lows. <laughs> I think it's like, I think it's in like, the one twenties.
2: With uh, like shorts and stuff. Yeah. But that like even with definitely hundred a hundred like actual yeah, yeah yeah like twenty shorts well,
1: maybe shorts count, maybe. shorts. Count. I, feel kind of, I, feel, I feel like I'm running out of things to watch. But anyway, you can check all that out we'll be doing those ghoul schools they're going to be uploaded like this episode on SoundCloud available onto like I don't know Stitcher pod, podcast download mechanisms not Stitcher, Stitcher. It doesn't exist no anymore. Stitcher no Stitcher which is not sad unfortunately. no Stitcher really everyone's sad I can't believe it look at Twitter no no don't look at Twitter but hey whatever okay. next week RJ Tumblr Tumblr's Days of Heaven. <laughs> oh John Tumblr? Yeah, Terrence Tumblr.
2: Incredible.
1: It's gonna be a, that's good. That's got Richard Gere okay. in it too. Not this Incredible. not like Breathless, but Breathless 83. hmm Anyway, it's it's been real. Um I gotta get editing. Work in the morning. Or got a, got a book to read. Got some minis to paint. Goals.
0: Or or you can watch a horror movie or porno <laughs> good night